0: episode 18 of the Gold
1: Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Kalati at Gelati LOL. Along with me tonight, we have John George at the Esports Plug.
2: The return of the king.
1: Yeah, the return of John George. <laughs> uh, Chris Chung at Prime Time. Hello, hello. And unfortunately, without us tonight, due to slight medical emergency, is, without Cal- is-, is Calvin T. at Roller Arsama.
3: We have our first injury report. Yeah, huh?
1: Calvin, we have, yeah, we have our first injury report. Calvin, uh, unfortunately, uh, injured his ankle today playing basketball without basketball shoes. So little preview of the sign off where, where the proper footwear for the activity <laughs> that you're doing. Don't be trying to run any marathons and sandals either. So, um, so we have rift rivals coming up this week. We still have the, uh, all the other regions playing out their Um, schedule as normal, uh, I was out of action this weekend. I was at a wedding all weekend. Uh, John's been on on hiatus for a week or so. He's had a project he's working on, uh, so we're a little bit more disconnected than we normally be. But we're still going to try to get a show out to you guys before Rift Rival starts up tomorrow. Uh, do you guys want to start off with Rift Rivals, or you want to start off with the Eastern Regions? you want to mix the order up this week? Do something a little bit different? Sure,
2: let's start with Rift Rivals. Yeah, I, that's what I have the strongest opinions on of what's going on. So. Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll
1: start with the Western Regions this time around. So, this week we have Rift Rivals. Uh, I have to refresh myself on the format. I'm going to pull that up real quick before I sound like an ass and say anything wrong. So we have three teams from North America, three teams from Europe. You're muted, John okay, good. So we have three teams from North America, three teams from Europe. The North American representatives are number one seed Team Liquid, number two seed Team Solo Mid, and number three seed Cloud9. Uh, these are based on the results of the spring split. So uh, Europe is number one G2, number two Origin, and number three Fnatic. So what we're going to get is a – I believe it's single round, rob- single round robin?
3: Yes, uh, single round robin. So
1: we have – yeah, it'll be single round robin. Each team's going to play each other team from the opposite region once. Right? Correct. Am I that right? Yeah, so, yes. so each team is going to play three games. So we're going to get nine games over the course of two days to start off, and then they're going to do um, a relay race style final. So if, if you're not aware of how they do this, it's um, – The regions will play a combined best of five against each other, where every team has to play at least one game, but then you can, like, have a ringer, essentially. Like, you can have... So, if Europe wins the first game, North America wins the second game, North America could maybe choose to play Liquid in the fourth game when it goes there. They could choose to play a team twice, but everybody has to play at least once. So you it's kind of like a gauntlet style situation where like kind of, or like uh, team battles in old fighting game tournaments where you'd have one person that has to you know one person if you have one superstar they could just run the gavin and just beat everybody kind of situation so uh i did not do well at this event last year i don't know how you guys did uh, i started <laughs> off the event pretty well i had a good read going in and i think i just got kind of blown out by upsets at the you know toward the end and the, the playoff situations uh, how, did, did you guys have any success, uh, either just betting or in DFS last year with Rift Rivals?
2: I did. I did quite well last year. In fact, we were talking about it earlier. But I have. I don't have a losing international event for years. Nice. I've done much, much better at international events than any other type of event. So I'm. I'm hyped for Rift Rivals. It's always been a strength for me.
3: Yeah, I don't know how well I did. I did guess that was my first Rift Rival, so I was a little caught off guard how they have it uh, put together. I don't remember good or bad, so it's probably an okay week for me.
1: Yeah, so this is so North America is the home team in this situation. If we want to give any credence to that whatsoever,
2: (laughs) which I mean, maybe we should. I think there's probably something there. It's like a six or seven hour
1: time. It's like a six or seven hour time difference. Europe Mm. presumably left Sunday night or Monday.
3: Now you got to give me some...
1: Saturday uh, night or Sunday, rather?
3: Do some research, because they played in LA, too, last year. So Yeah, so
1: I think this is in New York.
3: No, No, it's in LA. It's in LA. LA. It's
1: at the studios. Yeah, it's... Okay. So... Let's see. Oh, they did change something. I don't think this was the case last year. Uh, One more note on the the format. So, uh, the final two games, each region uh, selects at the same time, which team will be facing which team. I don't think they did it that way last year. I think they got choice.
2: I don't remember. but So you get to counter-pick the first so couple. You, so, so yeah, the and then you do it afterwards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it's just like it's like a double-blind pick for games four and five. If it goes there. Okay, cool. So just wanted to quick note that. Cause Didn't they
2: remember. do – I don't remember if this was well, – I thought that at some point they did winner stays, but all three teams have to play. But I guess maybe that might have been years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure.
1: So – Historically, Rift Rivals hasn't really been... It's. I wrote about this in my blog post today, but Rift Rivals is one of these weird international events where there's not really anything on the line. So, at all. Like, I don't even know yeah. if there's any prize money. It's just an exhibition. So, yeah, there's there's nothing. There's literally nothing.
3: There's... No, there's prize money. It's just 20000 for first place for... Oh, for it like, is. Okay, yeah, okay. 5000 for... Okay, Second, so, so they're really like they're not paying for their trip even. If right. they don't know.
1: Yeah, so they're they're basically like probably giving it <laughs> as a bonus to players or paying for cost. It's like basically like buying an ad. Yeah, yeah, it's negligible. So in my experience with this event, uh, I don't have like specific examples in mind, but I, I just remember Rift Rivals. To me, I don't, I never really cared that much about it. Like, even back in the day when the EUNA rivalry was, like, you know, really hyped up and everything, I, n- I didn't give too much stock to this event because, it one, it's an expedition. There's there's really not much prize money at all. There's no international event bearing on it. It's just an exhibition, basically. So it's really, really hard to to figure out, like, one, who cares. Two, who cares enough to actually prep for this specifically. And then whether or not prepping specifically would actually even help or not. Like there's a lot of different factors that basically equate to it's real hard to get a read on this.
2: It really feels like this event should be in between Worlds and Spring Split. I agree. Rather than having it right now cuz you're totally right. There's no no real motivation for the teams. They're interrupting their their seasons in theory to go do this and so they're probably not going to bust out anything like any secret tech. They don't need to bust out some secret tech to win cuz it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It is really kind of like an advertisement and a pride thing. I would expect teams to perform at a different level in this event than you're used to. A lower, more fun, enjoyable level rather than we really need to win this thing.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd agree 100% with that. And I think that is one thing I'm going to talk... Before we get into these games, that is one thing I want to touch on. And I don't have any research to back this, but you can definitely expect a looser environment here. And by looser, I mean... There's probably going to be a lot more kills in this tournament. Which is a number that I'll probably be playing, despite the numbers being astronomically high, if you've looked at any of them. There's some, like, 29 kill totals and stuff like that. But, uh... So, we can go into the... G2 are, are the heavy favorite, like, as the teams. But you, you, this is a EU versus NA event, so the teams being priced out doesn't necessarily mean that much... Uh. Because like, you can't like bet futures on a team in this situation. You're basically betting Europe or North America. So right. Before the tournament even starts, we have Europe uh, at a 3-10 to odds, so it's minus 333, uh, 70, almost 77% chance of winning. North America, 12-5, it's the same as plus 240, a little less than 30% chance of winning. So 70-30 split, or 77, uh, whatever, th- with the juice. It's like a 70-30 split, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So do we really think it's that heavily favored? Is G2 that much better that they're going to be able to carry this? Just before we here's go on. Here's the is.
2: biggest problem. G2 is definitely better than everyone else. Yes. But that's not necessarily enough. For me, one of the biggest factors is that TSM is also clearly worse than everyone else for me. Mm-hmm. And it makes it for me that if, if Europe plays their cards correctly and who's playing against who... They just play Origin against TSM. Origin beats TSM. G2 beats whoever they play. And then Fnatic, where the close matches come in between, like, Fnatic and Cloud9 and Fnatic and Team Liquid, I think those matches become kind of irrelevant given that G2 should beat who they play and TSM should lose to whoever they play.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Chris, you got any to onto that? Or
3: that? Yeah, no, I mean, like, you all guys pretty much covered it. There will be some random, like losses by the favorites and that's due more to like smurfing or whatnot i mean coming in last year i'm looking over last year's results splice was clearly the worst team i think yeah out of all all six participants and they still managed to pick up a win but not that wasn't until the finals in any case yeah it's really hard to predict the motivation this really reminds me a lot of uh, nest or what was that 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 winter event that the China always yeah, hold. The, uh,
1: <laughs> so they have Nest and they have the the World Cyber Games yeah. or whatever it is. Where... Yeah,
3: I mean this will be fun. Uh, I, although I'm, I have to say I'm not too happy about how DK decided to break the slate up. They made it into a two game slate instead of the three, and then make a late slate out of the last two games. Uh, is, that, what... is
1: that? How they did it? Like, you just you can go into that a little just,
3: more. We got plenty yeah. of time tonight, so. Yeah, absolutely. And so it becomes much more of a short slate, what you, we experience if you play the LPL slates uh, every night, and we get like 60 ways split for the first prize. So that kind of sucks. Uh, if we well, get right I agree
2: now. with you. They definitely should have made the first slate a three-game slate with all teams represented instead of doing two and two. It is really frustrating when there's only f- two games on the slate, because if you're playing any of the bigger tournaments, you're pretty much guaranteed to chop. It's really, really hard to solo win those without some bizarre lineup that's actually awful.
3: Right. Yeah, so, you don't,
1: don't want to be doing that unless you actually have to either. So, so. Yeah.
3: But we're also playing with, uh, again, questionable level of motivation, so maybe, maybe you'll be lucky enough to come up with an upset, but I'm not banking on it, it's just chasing this event itself doesn't tell me much it's what's happened after they come back and we'll maybe we'll talk about that a little later on but what's happened when they resume the regular season it really um what i noticed last year was something interesting that i need to pick up uh, faster on this year
1: yeah so i know uh i wonder why they didn't just like i know it's split over two days but why didn't they just do three slates
3: yeah there's DraftKings so like,
1: stuff. <laughs> that's just so bizarre. I guess you can't because you have like the same team. Like no matter how you break it up, you're going to have the same team playing twice. No, they mm-hmm. could have just did three slates. You have to have your lineups in by you know game time Thursday, and it's just two. Yeah, and worth. They, I know they, they don't like, like doing that because they like closing at the end of the day or whatever. Yeah, but, but they I, did I, that I wonder last like year. You, they could have just chopped it up so that you have three separate slates with no teams playing each other mm-hmm. twi- Like no team playing twice in an individual slate.
3: Oh yeah, they can definitely but, have done. That. Oh,
1: I don't I don't know if mathematically that's possible but whatever. I'm, you know. So uh I mean we can go into that a little bit too cause I again like I don't remember specific situation. Like Rift Rivals is seriously just like a blur to me. Like it's the, <laughs> it's the thing I care least about besides like Nest in the World Cyber Games, honestly. And even those I'm actually a little bit more interested in cuz you get these like way way off odds and I don't mm-hmm. think you really get that too much in this. It's pretty much priced accordingly. So I don't really remember a specific case of a team coming back and just being terrible, like a Rift Rivals hangover. Like in this case, I would think it's going to be one of the European teams, just because of the travel time in the middle of the season, which is really messed up, to be honest with you. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I don't know, man. I just—it's such a hard okay. thing. We'll, we'll, let's just go through the—we'll go through the games on this because I don't—I don't want to spend too much time on Rift Rivals. I think it's kind of just a <laughs> mad tournament. It's one of the things I'm least excited about. I, I like the idea of exhibitions and all-star games and stuff like that, but it's from a betting standpoint, it's just kind of like, eh. Like, I'm I still like seeing this.
2: these teams play each other. I'm definitely going to enjoy watching it. Yeah, it's it's not, exactly. It yeah. has almost no implications, but I, I, I will enjoy watching it.
1: So yeah. Thursday afternoon, uh, opening uh, the opening game of the entire tournament, we have G2-323 against Cloud9.
2: Plus, 238. Plus
1: I'm, 238. I'm putting I'm putting half a unit on cloud nine here, and here's why. I, I wrote about this in my, my blog post already today. So I'm putting half a unit on cloud nine, not because I think they're better than G2, not because I think they're close to G2, but because historically the first game of the tournament is where upsets tend to happen. Nobody knows what the meta is going to be. Maybe the meta gets defined by this game. Maybe the two... Like, these two, These two teams are going to be more prepared for this matchup. These two teams are going to be more prepared for this matchup than any matchup the rest of the tournament. Because they've had more days to think about it, if they've even thought about it. I think because it's an exhibition, you're more you're more likely to see, you know, fun picks, cheese picks, casual picks. Both of these teams are, are super high variants. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're willing to draft aggressively and do creative and weird things. Uh we've talked about G2 falling into that IG camp of they punt games randomly all the time. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad team. They just, they just do. It's just something they do. Right.
2: That's one of those things I like to come back to a lot. Cause I like recurring themes and that theme of the teams that fit into the SKT camp and the IG camp is a recurring theme. I like to revisit. And this is definitely one of those cases where you have two IG teams here. cloud nine and G2, two teams that are <clears throat> low floor, high ceiling type teams. And, when those two types of teams play each other is definitely when you can get the most variance of outcomes. And so I, I like the Cloud9 bet here as well.
1: Yeah, I also don't think from an individual standpoint, because I will say, like, historically, at like, exhibition kind of situations like this, like, the, the players just kind of style a little bit. It's less about... You know, players are more willing to make highlight reel plays, and Cloud9 have good players. Like, they have good enough players to at least hang. They're not going to get blown out of the water. Maybe the bot lane will. The bot lane probably will, but...
2: (laughs) I definitely think you're going to see a lot of picks in this tournament that you will not see in the LEC and LCS, or at least you're not going to see them often there. People will try them out here and have some fun. Like, probably some Karma top. You'll see more of that kind of stuff going on here. Well, I think Things they're, that are going to be playing
1: violent. on nine twelve, right? I don't, they're not nine yeah. thirteen. Just came out today. Uh, okay. I, I can't believe they're going to be on nine thirteen. But, but
2: well, yeah, I would well, just well, expect to see some weirder, more like style on you type picks for sure.
1: Yeah, like maybe we see the vein top or something like that. Like just stuff like that. Like maybe the maybe G two bats for the Pike cycle. We talked about that during the show last <laughs> week about how they just need to play it in jungle this season and then. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. in this kind of spot. This is the only like true like real big outlier odd in this whole tournament. Well, in in the first day anyway, not in the whole tournament. We'll, we'll go over it more later. I, I absolutely love putting a lottery ticket on Cloud Nine. It's the first game. High variance the teams warm. that are willing to do crazy things. Uh, I actually think if G two are gonna, G, I think G 2s first two games are they're most likely to lose a single game in this whole tournament. I, I would to agree play, with that. If they play Cloud9 yep. and Liquid in the first two games, Liquid's going to have the revenge factor on their mind, and Cloud9's just wacky and zany enough to do something crazy. So Correct. So I And we're getting good enough odds, I think, that it's it's worth taking a flyer on. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be... I I wrote up on I'm half a unit on Cloud9
0: plus 238.
3: Yeah, and also to kind of talked about my show. This would be one of the games that I wouldn't mind trying to game stack. Just throw oh, it yeah, out there. point too. It's just like, although historically we've seen it's pretty much one-sided for the winners in past, but these two teams are fun. Like you mentioned, high variance, uh, best of one, anything could happen. Let them have some fun.
1: I could see this being like Cloud9's opening series against, who was it, Optic or whatever, where there were like 45 kills or something in the first game. I, I forget who they opened the, spring, the summer season against, but there were like 40-something kills in the game, so I could totally see this being one of those. Actually, I'm going to pull that up right now because I wonder what the kill total is on this one. Kill total is... 29 and a
0: half.
1: No,
2: Yep, they're expecting it in this one, and I—I I don't think I'd take the uh, the under. I mean, I,
1: I'm not going to take the under, especially not in the first game. Teams being, sl- teams are not going to be like skittish in this situation. Like they're not going to be afraid, nervous, anything. They're just going to be coming out guns a blazing. Right. So, right, I'd actually, I might go back and put something on the over there too because that looks kind of appetizing.
3: Hey, hey.
2: Um, yeah, the I, over does look appetizing to me. I think like that's a 49
1: and play. a half. You could get like an 18. These two teams, this is games. the bloodiest
2: team in the LEC playing the bloodiest team in the LCS. Yeah. And totally they're both teams they're both teams that even when they win, their opponents tend to get kills as well.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: You could say, I mean, motivations aside cuz I don't want to put too much stock into that, but these two teams, they have a lot of pride in being entertaining. mm mm-hmm. Mhm like they have no shame about dying 10 times in like to try to style on people. Like they they are both teams that will do that. So
2: absolutely. I could see either of these
1: teams running up the score as a statement in the first game even if they take a lead, you know? Like I could I could totally see that too. I'm talking myself into this over.
3: Uh, <laughs> Tamper, next up temper. they might just up. run the sona Taric combo and you'll be like, "Fuck."
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Fnatic, minus 141, Liquid, plus 110. I'm a unit on Liquid here. Uh, we can go down the board, but I'll explain why after you guys
2: hear you say your piece. Man, that, that this one's tough for me because I feel like they're trying to convince you to bet Liquid, and I actually think Fnatic is better than Liquid. Mm. But, man, that's it is a little bit tough to pass up on Liquid as a plus against Fnatic, but...
1: Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about this one before the show, uh, John and I did, before you got here, Chris, where mm-hmm. I, I don't... I basically think these two teams are even. I think, like, at the current time, Fnatic's probably a little bit better, but not this much better. and in well, Liquid was...
2: If Liquid was plus 140 the way Fnatic is minus 140, yeah. I would bet Liquid, There's but Liquid is there. pretty close to even money. Mm-hmm. Like, in order for Liquid to be a good bet, you need them to be, like, I don't know, 47%. I'd have to look it up. You need them to be you know right around 50%. See,
1: I'm definitely not betting 50/50
2: Fnatic 50/50, at -140.
1: I think this is closer to 50-50 than you do, I think.
2: Like I think you Yeah, think I'm not thinking, like, 50/50, 50/50. like I say I'm not betting Fnatic at -141 no matter. Right. What. I might bet Liquid at +110, but this is it's pretty close. Is there absolutely
3: I don't know.
2: I I might just avoid this game myself. <laughs> Let me see this is a it's... tough one for me.
3: This looks like an avoid spot. I don't bet but
2: because like... I think Fnatic is a favorite, but I don't think they're a minus-141 favorite, and I want slightly better odds on Liquid. I'm going to check one more
1: set of odds real quick. I'll check one more market that I didn't look at for this. So, plus-115, minus-135, I'm seeing one five five d- Five Dimes. Uh, 365, I think, has something close to that as well. So plus 115, good enough. More, too much, same opinion. I think minus 135 is too much to pay for the favorite, but I, I'm i higher on Liquid than I think you guys are. I'm not, you're not, I know you're not saying Liquid's a bad team or anything like that, but... I don't know. I, it's best, I think it's best of one, and these teams are basically even. I'll take the dog. And I also think, like, people... I said this to John before and People seem to forget, like have forgotten that Liquid, like whooped on Invictus. <laughs> so I I,
2: well, I've said, for, I think for years there was like no, like the, I think for years the best NA team was not like a top three or top five European team. I'd have to look at the individual teams to really put it exactly where I think they belonged. I but totally, like I think the I best, totally disagree with this. But going, I on. think for the longest time that the best NA team was not a top three EU team. And now I definitely think Team Liquid is would be like in battling up in the top of, e- of EU if they were there. Like, do you think they're better than Origin? I'm not sure anybody else is. Yeah, I think Team Liquid's better than Origin.
3: Oh yeah. I would and agree.
2: I I have Team Liquid as my third or second best team in the tournament. I think it's really close between them and Fnatic. Yeah, they're Fnatic. like the yeah. same tier, right?
3: Yeah,
1: no. yeah, I think they're, they're very close. And the rest of the teams, but and then
2: I actually think uh, I think C9 is clearly better than Origin Two. I think Origin and TSM are the bottom two teams for sure. Yes, but I think TSM is clearly the bottom team. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, th- I think TSM is kind of in a tier of their own just because they haven't particularly had a-, a good split either. Like they're not yeah. doing badly,
2: but they're just kinda- they they looked way better last split, and I still would have said they were the worst team at this tournament last split. Yeah. So. I, I, I also think, like, that.
1: look at, the, look at the, like, the top lane talent in this tournament and think about how Broken Blade's going to mess her up to this, and I just don't see it. I just don't. Uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm on Liquid. One unit, like, not a lot. Uh,
2: so. Yeah, I don't take issue with betting Liquid. I would take issue with betting Fnatic. Like, I think yeah, betting Fnatic's not correct. Pay,
1: I mm. think. Yeah. Uh... Next up, we have TSM plus 106, Origin minus 135. I love Origin here. I'm two units on Origin. Yeah, pick of the week
2: for me, Ooh. Origin wow. minus 135 versus it, TSM. Origin's my pick of the week. Ooh. TSM's, TSM. I would take Spliced 135 versus TSM. I would take Ooh. Shulka minus 135 versus TSM. I'm, I honest to god would consider taking Misfits minus 135 no, against TSL. No, 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 I would, I would take SK now, Gaming. Now, I would take 35. SK, you're jockeying. I, I wouldn't take Rogue. <laughs> I wouldn't take, uh, XL. What about I would take SK.
3: What about current form fight? I take Vitality minus one thirty-five.
2: I think, oh. I think yeah. vi- the way
1: Vitality play could just blow a game open against TSM, so I kind of don't hate That's- that.
3: either. Yeah, I think SK is
2: my bottom, my bottom team that I would take minus one thirty-five against TSM. I would take Ooh. SK. All
1: right, So, there's clearly you think EU. So, right, I'm going to go back to this whole point. We're gonna we're gonna digress here a little bit. So, all right. So, I think it's all
2: backed up in in all results that have ever happened. That so, EU has always been way better than NA.
1: So. You think EU is always better than NA?
2: Yeah, there's been very few. Yeah, there's been very few NA teams that I thought were like, like Cloud9, uh, has had a couple iterations where I was like, okay, this is like a good EU team. Like quality wise, they're like a good EU team. Uh, TSM has had some iterations in the past that I thought were like up in that battle. But, like, those Fnatic squads from the past few years, there's never been an NA team that was as good as those Fnatic squads from the last few years.
1: All right, so I'm going to disagree with you because I think... I'm going to, like, half disagree with you. I know this is, like, a total cop-out, but (laughs) I think it's being a little bit too results-oriented to just say he was better because they've had the
2: results. They've just always looked better for me. I think they've had had
3: more
1: teams, and I think their team ceilings have been higher. I'll give you that much. I don't think it's to the extreme that you're you're at. I think I think Liquid last year got I don't want to say pulled the short straw or whatever because they 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 lost it on their own. They played they they had one bad game the whole tournament in my opinion and it was just the game that mattered, right? You could say, you know, you got to get it done or whatever. I think I think Liquid last year was as good as any of the European teams. I actually think Liquid last year was probably better than any of the European teams. Fnatic the year before, I'll give you I think TSM in 2016. Wait, you think
2: Liquid last year was better yeah. than the FNATIC team that made the finals? Yeah. Oh, no, no.
3: chance. No, no. we will we battle there. That right. FNATIC, team, okay. was that way Fnatic team was
1: really good. I'll, I won't say better. I'll say same level.
3: No. With Olay there, he was a major liability at that point. Olay was a weak point for the Liquid last year. That's fair. And Xmithie wasn't even playing to this level.
1: No, I think Smithy was playing really, really well last year. He didn't have a good Worlds tournament, but okay, maybe
3: that's was what it
2: all So, I just think like I'm trying to find these rosters to see how strongly I I I, uh, I <laughs> feel about this. Yeah.
1: So I'll, I'll pull up in a, while you while you're doing that, I'll pull up. In a, I'm, like, I'm, I'm loading up
2: the, up. the 2017 World so, Championship.
1: 2016, 2017 that's TSM I think was the best NA had ever sent. Besides, like uh, you could say those Cloud Nine teams, like 2015, 2016 Cloud Nine was also really, really good. Like. OG Cloud9 teams, I think Cloud9 last year was just lightning in a bottle. Like I think Liquid was clearly a better team. They had a harder group. Uh, nobody knew Cloud9 last year they was they had Gen.G in their group, right? Like I don't think anybody in yes. their right mind would have thought that they would have got out of that group.
3: Uh, yes, Cloud9 didn't look particularly great coming into Worlds. Is, they this were is full like them.
2: Digression. I love it. I love it. Like yeah, no, we, we got to look into some of this stuff because this is a, this is a debate people want to hear. This yeah. is what the people want to hear.
1: So, Cloud9 had RNG that looked kind of sketch going into the tournament. RNG looked like the best or second best or third best team in the world.
3: They were on their way to win everything. Yeah, right? like
1: uh, RNG were favored by a lot of people over Invictus. I didn't. I thought like them and Invictus were on the same level. I thought they were both really dominant teams. Like the only team I had better than them was I think KT going into the tournament, which you know. I look like it's <laughs> now, but so Liquid had KT Rolster, EDG, and Mad Team. So Mad Team was kind of an easy, free win situation. Cloud Nine had Vitality, RNG, and Genji, but G turned into a pumpkin for this tournament. So you know how much better or worse than the than Mad Team were they at that tournament last year? Not really that much different.
2: Okay, how about... I think you're... Here's, the, like, the closest... This is, like, the strongest TSM lineup you're going to get. Okay? 2017 Worlds TSM. With Haunzer, Svenskeren, Bjergsen, Doublelift, and Biofrost. Yeah. That's probably the best that lineup, lineup.
1: That lineup was very, very good. I was really high on that team going into the tournament. I think that
2: that's, like, the best lineup you're going to find from TSM at any Worlds. And now, when you look at that team... I that the- team... Teams that were there that year, like do you do you make that team a favorite over the misfits team that was there that year? On uh, actually,
1: you know what? It's funny. I can you keep. You can go on this. I'm actually going to try to pull up because I had predictions on the blog. I just got to go back a little ways. Okay, we're going full on digression
2: here, folks. So <laughs> yeah, EU. So EU's representatives that year were Fnatic, who had Soaz, Broxa, Caps, Reckless, Jesus. Uh, I don't think there's an argument that any NA team was better than that Fnatic team.
0: Let me see.
2: Misfits had Alfari, Maxlore, Power of Evil, Hansama, and Ignar. It's still a pretty strong lineup. I think there's an argument that that team and that TSM team are about the same tier. And then G2 had Expect, Trick, Perk, Sven, and Mithy. Sven and Mithy in their prime. I don't think TSM would be a favorite over that G2 squad. I don't think they'd be a favorite over that Fnatic squad. I think you could argue that the best TSM lineup of all time was on about the same level as the third seed from EU that year.
1: Europe was also pretty stacked that year, admittedly.
2: The 2016, let's see. I want to go back. I think the best. I think
1: that OG Cloud9 lineup and 2017 TSM were actually good maybe called the, I think Liquid last year was really really good and they just called the short end of the straw. I know I'm making excuses or whatever. I'm <laughs> listen, I'm not trying to say NA is better than EU. I'm just saying it's not as extreme a difference as people think it is.
2: I think the the like I, I'll give you the, the two and the
1: three, it. the two and the three seeds, Europe has always had more depth. I'll give you that. Like for sure. That's uh, to me that's not a question.
2: When I was watching the the tournament like live, I think the best chance that I ever gave North America to have a real performance, was 2015 Worlds with the original Cloud9 lineup. Balls high, Jensen, Sneaky elimination. Yeah, because they were, like, so unique and weird that... That was the the only time I can remember being like, NA could actually win this thing.
1: I thought, oh, the actual, the whole title, like, not just
2: like... Yeah, I I literally thought NA could have won the title that year. I was really high on that Cloud9, that original Cloud9 team. But like,
1: so uh, to be clear, I've never been high enough on an NA team to think that they're going to do anything better than top four. But I think I thought TSM 2017 TSM had a reasonable outside chance at making top four. They, uh, they were to me they were slam dunk to make top eight, right? Didn't happen. But uh, no, that did happen. Um, last year, I thought Liquid was a slam dunk to make top eight and had a good chance to make top four as well. So I guess – all right, you've got me. You've got me. I'll admit defeat on this one because there have been – like that fanatic team, I'll say I, – I didn't think they were a slam dunk to make top four, but they I had them on the same level. I was like, they're definitely going to make top eight, like no question. Like they were just really, really good. Uh, same with like the G2 lineups. The,
2: I will say that them. it's – I'm not sure exactly what it's up to, if it has something to do with coaching or something. But I will say also, European teams – like, mediocre European teams have had a much better record of being able to find wins at Worlds. Well, I think... Mm. Like, the Vitality team last year, even the G2 team last year, Jarnan, yes. nobody thought that they were going deep. The Misfits team a couple years ago. So EU what- teams have found a way to, like, make runs where NA teams have just always been trash, except for Cloud9, basically. So,
1: <laughs> I'll say, what's the common denominator amongst all those teams? Because it's that they're all, like, very unique, Right. Think back, to, think, back of, think back to the NA teams that have had success, right? Cloud Nine, very unique, yeah. kind of out there, super confident. Uh, LMQ, you remember them? Yeah. yeah, they were a Chinese team, but yeah, you know, but they were they in were that NA team. Happen. Very unique. They were the third seed that year,
2: and that team—I gave NA. that team
1: a better chance to do well that year than any of the other teams that year.
2: Yeah, what you say makes a lot of sense is the NA team... The teams that have been traditionally most successful in North America, just in the LCS, are teams that are playing like SKT, but like bad SKT. Yeah. But then when they go to Worlds, those kinds of teams can't hang against the best teams in the rest of the world because they're not as good as them. But the weird, unique teams can can cheese out... I don't know if I want to call it cheese, but, you know, they can use unique picks and strategies and styles to find wins against those good teams, whereas... SKT light just doesn't get it done for the most it's, part.
1: It's the same reason, like, going. I think going into Worlds this year, we all loved Vitality to steal a handful of games. Oh, the for same, sure. It was yeah. the same reasoning behind that where we, we definitely thought, okay, this team is unique enough and aggressive enough and confident enough that they're not, they're not going to be swayed by the pressure of the stage, right? They're going to do their thing. If they get beat, they get beat. We don't have to worry about them trying to, you know, play perfect or whatever. They're just going to do their thing. They're going to they're a freight train. If you can stop them, then cool, right? And that's exactly what happened. Vitality took a handful of games. You know, they're huge underdogs in a lot of them, and, you know, you made out, right? Yeah. So I think, and I'm not. it's not just as general as saying that EU is more like China and NA is more like Korea. NA is definitely trying to emulate Korea. That's always been the case basically since Korea came to power. Like, you yeah. know, they've, they've always been trying to emulate that style. And even still, I think North America is more like Korea than they are like China.
2: Oh, I mean, North America. because of the players they have, too. So It's just terrible to watch. <laughs> i
1: <I'm tired, laughs> Fair, I'm enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. i just been beaming Super every Sunday. time. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you – I'll admit defeat on this one. I'll, I'll give a couple of vows. All right, yeah, you got it. But uh, basically all I'm trying to say is I, – I, I'm not disagreeing entirely with you, but I'm trying to say that I think last year's Liquid team got – gets a lot of hate for, you know, basically losing one game. I they were clearly a better team. Cloud9 just got hot, right? Like if you going into that tournament, nobody I don't think anybody saw that coming from Cloud9. I
2: did I did think they would beat Afrika.
1: Okay, that's for, that's See that's reasonable though. Like But think, yeah, if, if you were going to come in and say they're going to make top 4 at Worlds, like what?
2: <laughs> yeah, I do think uh Team Liquid was better than Cloud9 going yeah. into Worlds.
1: Uh, I think the same thing happened the year before with TSM. I think TSM was like clearly better, and again, it was like a one-game situation where well, the TSM that tournament were kind of not themselves. So I don't, I don't know.
3: Wasn't it a running it was a performance? Wasn't it a running meme how the second seed NA always better yeah. or better than the first? Seed. And like
1: I've rarely thought that the second seed's actually better. Like sometimes, right, right. sometimes I think the last two years especially, mm. I think the first seed had a tough group and or just. One mistake at one critical time, and you could say that okay, well, that's what good players do. That's what great players do. Okay, I can't argue with that, right? But I think they kind of get the short end of the straw from a perspective standpoint, like a narrative standpoint, right? Mm. Anyway, uh, where were we? Oh, we're all on Origin. We love Origin. That's that's where we were. Um, last game of tomorrow, we have Cloud Nine plus one fifty one against Fnatic minus one ninety six. Uh not the odds aren't good enough for me to like Cloud Nine here. I want to.
3: Ooh, that one's fun, actually. This could be a more, I, really I, fun
1: I, game, I agree with you.
3: I understand where you're coming from.
1: John, thoughts?
2: Yeah. Um I, I don't think I can I don't think I can take Cloud Nine in this one, and I don't think I can bet Fnatic in this one. If I was gonna bet it'd be Cloud Nine. I do think Cloud 9s one of those teams that's that has a very high ceiling and can definitely come out and beat anybody in the tournament.
1: Well, they also have a history of just, like, this whole organization, just, uh, I, it's gotta be something, some personality trait that they see in their player. It's gotta be confidence, honestly. That's, because the one thing the Cloud9 teams have always had and the Cloud9 players have always had is that they're just, like, blindly confident and they're blindly (laughs) loyal to whatever, and it's actually kind of cool. It's, like, a cool characteristic of that team, I think that's why they're so endearing and why people love them so much.
2: Yeah, I've never understood why people like TSM. Yeah, like, they're like the bland super corporation yeah the exactly corporation it's the same way like people like, the like Pittsburgh
3: or new england come on yeah yeah, yeah they're the patriots
1: <laughs> whereas cloud 9 are like the like the chiefs this year or something the yeah.
3: Rams, yeah it's like the, the chiefs like,
1: yeah. it's exciting
2: it's something i don't know exciting. that i can that i can bet this matchup
1: I don't think the odds are good enough, whereas, like, I think Cloud9 plus 238, now we're talking, which is why we, we like that one. So I'm gonna if Cloud9 was
2: ones. plus 238 in that matchup, I would take that in a heartbeat against I think if Fnatic. this
1: gets up to, like, because I, I think there's going to be money that comes in on Fnatic.
2: If it gets up towards plus 200, I'd be fine taking Cloud9. I don't think I'm betting Fnatic at all at that at that rate.
1: Let's see. Uh, next up, so Friday we have Liquid plus 208 against G2 minus 303. I'm going to be on Liquid for half a unit here. Same, re- Basically the same reason as Cloud9. I know Cloud9 is probably more likely to get the upset just because it's the first game of the series and because of like, the nature of how they play. But I, if you're going to point to any game to have any kind of motivation in this tournament, if you want to have the motivation narrative, Liquid are going to want some kind of revenge for how finals went down at MSI this year.
3: I like that narrative. You got me going I know, on. This. I'm
1: not like. I actually do think narrative belongs not necessarily in sports betting, but like, at least in like fantasy, like any kind of like any kind of like selections or predictions, right? Like, I, I think it 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 belongs as something close to like something akin to like a tiebreaker, right? Unless there's something that's like so overwhelming, like you know, a player coming back from injury or some nonsense, like you know. Uh, The return... Like, when Rookie comes back, IG is going to completely obliterate whoever they play that week. (laughs) That's a narrative I'm behind, right? I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. He's going to have time off. There's not going to be any rust or whatever. He's going to come back and just smash whoever. It could be Doinbee. I don't care, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, I I think if you're going to point to one specific game in this entire group stage, this this is the one, right? So, I think that... It's a little... I think it's. I think it, this is less likely to be an upset than the Cloud9, actually. But I think the odds are still good enough that I'm going to put a half a unit on it.
2: Not me, Vincent Kalati. No. Not me. Long no bit. bet. No bet. G2's going to win. G2's too good. Well, the thing with G2 is they have this... And there's been some teams like this in the past, not just G2, but... They have, like, their own kind of, of over-motivation. Like, in my mind, when I make a picture of, like... Team Liquid is very motivated for this matchup. The picture that shows up in my head is like all the Team Liquid guys sitting in their practice room all like scrimming together like we got to beat G2. And then when I have a picture in my mind of like G2's motivation against them, it's like they're all sitting around a table like laughing like what if we played Zyra jungle? <laughs> and they're all yeah. like yeah, no, you're right. It. But then but somehow like it, I just feel like they just win. They just pick the Zyra jungle and they win. Like I mean the thing is I don't is,
1: know G two is that good? Like that's what's insane about this, and it's like, it's like no a, disrespect to Liquid whatsoever.
2: It's like a smurfing on them type confidence, where like no, we don't need to sit around and, and scrim fifty times to try to do this. We'll just do something that they won't expect, and we'll stomp them. Like that, that's just a picture in my in my head when I imagine
1: it. Well, like do you remember like during the spring split, we talked a lot about how G- like we literally said G two smurfing every week. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know they would lose games or whatever, but like G two were pretty damn close to just trolling the second half of the summer split and they were still yes. or the spring split and they were still beating people yeah and, and yep. that's why we were so like that was a big part of the reason why we were so high on them going into MSI was like okay these guys are like legit bored by their own region like they're, just like, <laughs> yeah. like they, they're, they're not getting any kind of and you know they're going to be looking forward to this
2: you Yeah. know and so, they're the kind of team that is motivated by this pride thing too. Yeah, I feel yeah, like Yeah, absolutely. Like where they absolutely want to have fucking Carlos posting on Twitter all week like <laughs> fucking NA is free memes all week on Twitter. Like, they absolutely want it. it. Yeah, they
0: absolutely
1: want it. I I'm still I'm still going to put half on liquid here because think- I'm all right with that. I don't think it's a yeah. terrible bet or anything. Just yeah, I don't. I like the cloud nine one more, but I think the, the weight is similar and the reasons are. I will similar. say,
2: if I was going to bet that liquid one, I would just put whatever I was going to bet on that liquid one on cloud nine because I just think cloud nine has a better chance of winning. Gonna I'd do, rather. I'm going to do that. both. Oof. Well, I would just take whatever you're betting on liquid and put it on cloud nine. By the <laughs> way, this is one of those
1: beer bets. Bet <laughs> G- parlay G2 to lose both games.
2: Yes. Ooh. Most places
1: won't let you do that, but. You know, cause it's the same team or whatever. But
2: usually, it's yeah. only if you're betting the same team to win. That's mm-hmm. true. You should see some of the bizarre parlays I come up with. Oh, at, at, see, now, at like, oh, now I ins.
1: gotta try this. Let me see.
2: I <laughs> like play-ins for worlds. I always have these weird, like, three-day parlays where I have every team in the group bet at some point against yeah, some other team. No, dude, in the I group. do the same
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. If you do, like every iteration? Like, I call them like worst-case scenario, like hedges.
2: Yeah, you're like, I'll take A against B, but then B against D, D against C, C against A, and I can still yeah. get, like, a good parlay <laughs> in here.
1: Yeah, you end up getting, like, you know, it's, like, plus 5,000 or something <laughs> on, like, the, the two teams that are, like, the least likely to win back-to-back, and they do. And it covers yep. any losses you would have had betting against them.
2: Yep. So
1: It's kind of like, it's like it's like hedging with DraftKings. is the same kind of idea, where it's, like, a limited cost to, to hedge, right? for better odds than you would get just, like, betting the underdogs.
2: And I will say, for most sports, just, like, a small side digression, but for most sports, parlays are fish bets. That Like, almost any Absolutely. professional sports better. better for other sports will tell you they're bad, but they have been, like, the biggest winner for me and I think for for Gelati Absolutely. over the last while. The, because of the insane odds that you get sometimes, if you can predict one upset that's, like, a plus... 250 or plus 300 or something even a plus 180 or whatever if you look and go look at like basketball odds and you don't see those kinds of odds like almost no basketball team will ever be like plus 275 against anybody even against like the warriors in a regular season game
1: you'll see like the golden state warriors against like you know whoever's last place and it'll be like only time you ever get that
2: yeah it's really rare to see those which is why they're fish bets in those sports is that the underdogs don't win often enough, and the odds aren't good enough on the bets. Whereas in in league right now, I definitely think they're very profitable, as fishy as they are for the most part. So, good thing to take advantage of.
1: Yeah, I also think like, you know, it's obviously a different situation, but like I think the game right now is like way more high variance than it's been basically since season three. Yeah. So, I'm not. I'm not like you could go through and look at the data, and underdogs are not winning enough to warrant just every bet, every underdog always. Yeah, not even. But closer, it's probably. definitely closer to that than it's ever been before. So, just something to factor in. Uh, yeah, yeah I, because the odds you get are so obscene. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what John said. Uh, and I've I've made an absolute killing. Like uh, more than half my profits are off of parlays. So, um, I my
2: futures, my <clears throat> futures parlays last season. Were something like plus 25 units and my units are I, I don't bet yeah. a lot so it's not crazy um, yeah I think I was something like plus 25 units which is five yeah, figures
1: you, you were probably like five to get in right like, like, yeah it, it, it was less than in. that I so think yeah. a lot of them
2: a lot of the parlays were 0.1 units to win five or six units total yeah and, and yeah I had a, a ton of futures parlays yeah, at that rate
1: you only need to hit like one I literally needed to hit yeah. one <laughs>
2: And I think I hit three or four nice but okay yeah, uh, next
1: on. up we have cloud nine plus one eleven against origin minus one forty nine I kind of like cloud nine a little bit here but
3: I think i, I think I really like cloud cloud nine actually yeah I have
2: cloud nine as my like third place team or fourth place fourth place team I'm trying to remember my yeah fourth yeah I have them as yeah, fourth. Yeah,
1: fourth and then, fourth.
2: then I have origin fifth so taking my fourth place team against my fifth place team as an underdog definitely
1: I'm the guy that's bored by origin and I, I think origin are really really good just we, it's funny I was I was literally just talking on Twitter today about like strength of competition and all that and how it gets a little overrated sometimes but I think in this case like I think origin are a better team but I think cloud nine are a high enough variance team that I don't really want to bet origin here. In a best of one,
2: I think like, Origin is the NA or is the EU TSM for me. I,
1: like, I'm TSM, with you. Like, I, to me, they're yeah. boring.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, well, I just think TSM was solid. I think TSM was highly overrated because they overperformed last split. I think they overperformed, and so everyone thinks they're like among the the top NA teams, where I don't think they are. But I think the same thing about Origin. I don't think Origin should have beaten Fnatic. I think they were lucky to beat Fnatic in the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. And 100%. I don't. I, I think Origins like the fourth or fifth best team in Europe, and I think they're being overrated because they overperformed last split.
3: I'm gonna agree with that first part that John said. That Origin overperformed uh, mainly, or uh, yeah, overperformed because uh, that team didn't show much high ceiling. I thought they were gonna come in this season, summer split, first week look great. 20-something kills. It's like, oh, this team's about to change their stripes or whatnot. And then they come back to their boring slow-it-down um, style. I do think Fnatic did deserve to lose in the finals because they did not look as good as they advertised. They're coming in summer way better. Nemesis shown growth. So there's that part. Um, with that said, I think this best-of-one, Cloud9, is a team that can solve problems mid-game, whereas... You know, Origin still stay with their textbook style. So I like this bet.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think cloud Nine's better. Yeah, I think...
1: I don't know... This would be light on Cloud9, but I'm definitely not betting Origin, even if I do think that Origin are probably better just because of the nature of Best of 1 and tournaments like this. And also the fact, like, again, like the whole wildness of these kind of tournaments. Like, it doesn't play to how Origin likes to play. Yeah. Now maybe I mean there's an off chance that Origin opens up a little and we see a different side of them. That would actually be kind of cool. I would like to see them open up and just like try to style on some people.
2: I would love it, but they don't have the right players for that. Yeah, like other than Nuke Duck, Nuke Duck is the guy on their team that might style on some people, but the rest of their team are are like not that kind of player. Yeah, they're like
1: they're boring. They're like Splice. They're just like Splice. Where and the reason I had the two of them, like I couldn't put them that much higher in power rankings, like going into the LEC season. Is because I don't think they can be that good because they're just lim- one they're limited by the style they play, and two I just like th- I don't see the ceiling now. Zing last week, me and him went into it a little bit because he disagrees. He thinks Origins got good enough players. Like he gives their individual players more credit than I do.
2: I, I think everybody does. For me, I don't think Cold <laughs> is that great. I don't think Alfari is that great. And I, I think Alfari
1: is actually the underrated of the bunch. I think gold's way overrated. I'll agree with you. I
2: think okay. Mithy's really bad. Yeah. But by the way, we skipped over something. But day one, that TSM Origin matchup is Fen versus Mithy. Yes. Oh, uh,
1: Narrative Street. Let's go. That's gonna be.
2: Okay. I'm just gonna enjoy watching it. You know, those <laughs> guys both want to prove they got the better end of this deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm excited to watch that. I'm not gonna use the narrative in any betting, but yeah. I didn't even think about it until just now. Oh, that would That's be the bad. only
3: reason. That would be the only reason to watch this game, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, I'm actually kind of hyped for that matchup now, but go ahead. So
1: we're all, like, you know, lean Cloud9 or light on Cloud9, right? Lean Cloud9, yeah. Yep. Right. TSM plus 228 up. versus G2 minus 333. Okay, Dude. Don't, don't watch this. No bet. Dude, don't. unless... unless <laughs> uh, no bet. Maybe I take the over on kill total for this one.
2: I might parlay this game, G2 in this game, with something else to try to get some value out of this game. I like G2
1: plus Origin plus something else, maybe.
2: Mm. Yeah, G2 versus TSM and Origin versus TSM in a parlay is something that makes sense to me.
1: Or G2... <sighs> yeah, I like that. Or G2 in like, an underdog, like G2 plus Cloud9, maybe.
2: Yeah, something like that. I, I might throw this game into a parlay because I'm yeah. super confident in G2. Yeah, G2 two I-
1: should I'll... win this. Just TSM don't play... I mean again it's a, it's a, it, this is this is the whole thing about this tournament is it's so weird like maybe t s m come do come in and do something completely like they haven't been doing because there's nothing on the line right yeah, like I know there is something on the line, but like literally there's next to nothing compared to what these guys make on the line here so um <clears throat> all right here we go next up we have a pickem between liquid and origin. Uh, the book I pulled this from has the has them both at minus one sixteen, but I'm sure you could shop around and find closer to even money on this.
2: I like this might, Liquid here. Yeah, this is like one of the only times this tournament you're gonna really hear me like tout NA hard. I really love taking Liquid against Origin.
1: Yeah, I think Liquid Liquid prey on teams like Origin
2: because I think they do
1: what they do better, but they're also capable of playing up tempo, even if it's not quite as quite to the level of like G two, right? Like yep. Liquid can play fast. Like they know how to, they showed that. They showed a willingness to do it. They're not like SK Telecom where they're just like refusing to, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or Gen G, right? Like they're not what we you know, we're not we, we're typing them as more of a Korean style team, but they're not so pigeonholed, pigeon-holed really, into that. Right. That's all they'll do. Like they, they I, are willing to, to push the tempo and everything. Yeah. And I and think Liquid just have better players across the board.
3: Absolutely. So, I think it comes down to jungle play as well. Um and Liquid definitely has the better jungler.
0: <laughs> Razor the is for NA as John All right, but,
3: yeah, so, I agree. Um, I,
2: li- I like Liquid there. Probably for yeah, one. I love Liquid there. I'll be heavy probably on probably for
1: one or two. It's not like mm-hmm. a very, like big wager for me. But um, last game of the group stage we have TSM plus one thirty two, Fnatic minus one eighty two. I I'm all over Fnatic on this one.
2: I literally might do a, a anti-TSM parlay here. I kind of like <laughs> Fnatic versus TSM, G2 versus TSM, Origin versus TSM parlay. Oh, not I am not down on TSM. <laughs> they probably find a win in there, there somewhere.
3: That's what bothers me.
1: Yeah, but if it, do, if it doesn't, you're getting... this. That's probably what, like plus 200 or so? Yeah, I'm going to have to team. look at
3: it. Which team was worse? This TSM, this iteration of TSM or last year's Splice? This Splice was uh,
1: This TSM.
3: This TSM was worse. No I, think, I last, think this TSM I
1: think, is
2: definitely worse than Splice. I think that
1: Splice, year. for as much as I couldn't stand that team, they knew who they were, and I don't think this TSM team knows who they are.
2: I actually liked Splice last year. I that's like kind of my
1: solid. problem with TSM in general right now is that they're so they're like so bland that they have no character at all.
2: Like, just run over their lanes real quick. So, Broken Blade has been a complete liability this year so far. Yeah. A lot of people touted him highly last season. He's I definitely th- been a liability I this I think
1: time. he's going to grow. I think he's gonna be like. I would slow. Be surprised. Like, I think next year he'll be good. I just don't think he's that good right now, and I agree. He'll
3: be there by next year. We'll he's a that.
2: liability in the jungle. They have Acadian and Grig. Neither one of which is a huge liability, but neither one of which is really any good. Yeah. Like whichever jungler they play, it's the worst jungler in the tournament.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: <laughs> in the mid lane, they have Bjergsen, who's the the only reason they can win games. Yeah. And then in the bot lane, they have Sven, who's been consistently awful this season. Like. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they have a strong lane, that, that, like that's Other than Bjergsen, like they just really need Bjergsen to just go off. And God, it's hard. Like, and even there's been articles about how he's falling off this year. And I don't even necessarily think he's falling off. He's not. He's
1: just like, having to level, take
2: more risks because he, he just has to do crazy shit because the rest of his team's awful.
1: It's kind of like the opposite of what it's been, where they had him playing super conservatively when he had a team around him because he didn't have to. Right. Like over the last two years. Now that he's like the guy, you're kind of seeing why he's as good as he was, and why the last two years like you can't throw, hold that against him. Like he is good. He's a he's a beast. He's still really goddamn good. Like make no mistake, we're not saying anything bad about him.
2: Yeah, no, Bjergsen is an animal. I just think the rest of his team is like you're auto losing every area of the map except yeah. for mid. It's
1: like a, it's like an icon did... on OMG situation where he's like the only yeah. guy and and. It's just a lot of pressure on one person. So And then
2: when you go to one of these tournaments, your your mid, like your big strength that you have is met with like equal force. Now you're playing now your best player is playing against Caps or Nukeduck or he's, you know, against, he's against He's uh, against equivalent players in my opinion. Yeah, he's probably I, I think a little bit better, better. than Nuke I think Caps is better than Bjergsen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well I think in this situation I think he's got the edge. Like in this I specific just, matchup. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would just, just say America, he's not going to be able to abuse these people the way he's abusing Poe Belter over in North America. Like, yeah, he's... He he's, could, he's I
1: people. mean, he could abuse Nemesis. I'm not saying Nemesis has been bad, but he could definitely... Yeah, Nemesis is the Nemesis. only
2: one of the group that I think he actually destroy. That's could what I mean. Like, destroy.
1: He, could be, he might be able to run away with this game, but I'm not betting on any of the other TSM lanes against... Do bro- Broxa against Broken Blade? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like I know Broxa gets like Hooney syndrome every once in a while, but like no way. Just
2: and really Whippo like Whippo not, has not, not
1: Whippo, syndrome, sorry, not Broxa, so. Whippo. Yeah, Whippo
2: has Hooney syndrome, so he's he's <laughs> Yeah, but but like that's <laughs> also Broxa what Greg, or Broxa against Acadian is probably the biggest mismatch in the whole game. Oh my gosh. Maybe in the whole tournament. Way yeah, right. better than anybody any jungler T S M can field. Yeah. Also,
1: <laughs> like I, I think just the top side of the map is gonna force TSM's hand in the draft a lot where like they're gonna have to they're going to have to take either a draft that's all-in committed to bottom lane or all-in committed to like trying to neutralize the damage top, and that in this in which case you're just leaving Reckless to do his thing, right?
2: Right. And small side note, while we're talking about Broxa, how fucking right was I, and us in general, how how did the esports community turn on Broxa and call yep. him the problem and they came and got him back? All of us were like, what are they doing? Broxa's awesome. Yeah. And the same thing happened with Bowlan The whole community turned on Bowlan. It's talking Faker about how right terrible he too. was. It's happening to huh? Faker
1: right now too.
2: Now they're all turning on him, and Bowlin was never bad the whole nope. time, and they all turned on him, and they got him off the team. Ig flew down a spiral of of reckless hatred, and then they brought him back, and now they're now they're back. Like he just needed a reset. The teams have got to stop listening to this community outcry because they've been wrong like every time yeah. I've heard this recently. Uh,
1: yeah, but, that was. I mean, we're gonna get to that in a little bit, John. But like, you missed that over the weekend. Faker got okay. Pushed. Yeah. Yeah, well, Faker, really Faker, Mata, and yeah. Mata got benched in the same game. After playing Ooh. what I thought was a pr- – yeah, they made a mistake. They made – Faker made, like, arguably a game-ending mistake. I think Kama's a bigger issue in that first – we're, we're going to talk about the game in a little bit, but it was kind of a weird substitution.
2: Yeah, the community outcry thing is – is killing some of these teams. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think
1: that's the case with SKT because Coma's never been afraid to bench
3: his
2: good players.
1: So. That's true.
3: He did uh, that. Last we're time. gonna get to that in a little bit.
1: I I, okay. I love Fnatic
2: here. Even
1: yeah, Fnatic I'm too. willing. I'm willing to play this aggressively, even though there's, I, I think a pretty sizable mismatch in the mid lane. I'm not saying Nemesis is bad, but I do think
2: Bjergsen's definitely the better yeah. mid laner.
1: And so. experience matters. And I'm gonna give a lot of credit to that. Bjergsen's played at so many international events that this is just not gonna be. It's not gonna phase him at all. But yeah. Yeah, I think they're they're gonna have a lot of trouble
2: on the rest of the map as a whole. So, all I these guys hate Spent, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> all these guys so, hate Spent. There's some narrative we talked about
1: it outright. Like, is is Europe is is minus three thirty three too rich to pay for Europe to just win this outright in some kind of combination?
2: Mm-hmm. I got no problem with putting mm-hmm. a unit or two on on Europe.
1: Yeah, like you're not making I it don't a ton, care but... which side you
2: bet. What's up? It sounds it sounds weird, but I actually don't care that much which side you bet. I think Europe is a big enough like I think favorite. All three of that
0: their teams are pretty Europe. good.
2: But North America, if you wanna if you wanna go with the like everyone's horsing around narrative, you can bet North America, and I don't really hate you either. So yeah.
1: <laughs> it's pretty rich on both of them the
2: John,
3: features. you don't hate people.
1: Uh, so I figure we spent a lot of time on Rift Rivals after saying we weren't going to spend too much. Time However, all right, let's
3: let's uh, just go. Uh, it was this. fun. It was a fun topic. Well, but yeah, it go. ended
1: up being more than I thought it was going to be. So, uh, let's go into LCK. We're not going to do Thursday. I'll just, you know, I'll say it, but people probably read the blog already. I'm like super, super heavy on a freak tomorrow morning, but that's Ooh. a separate thing. So, Friday morning, we have Hamo Life plus two sixty three against King Zone minus three eighty five. The King Zone oh. minus one point five is at minus one twenty eight.
3: You like that on? I'm not even Uh, sure. I
1: love the Kingzone sweep here.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the the Kingzone
2: sweep looks extremely legit,
1: dude. Hanwa didn't
2: price
3: that.
1: Hanwa, it's because it's because Kingzone just lost. That's why. That's the only reason we're getting any semblance of value whatsoever here.
3: Man, you hammered that though. (laughs)
1: Like I think, like Kingzone just lost to Damwon, and I think a lot of people are gonna like hold that against them. (laughs) But Damwon, like they're so. I said this going into that match this weekend, right? That well, It was Friday, I think. Damwon are like a, a very specifically weird mismatch for Kingzone. I don't think they're a, a better team by any stretch. Mm. But Damwon pose a unique problem to Kingzone. So Kingzone, if, if you're going to fault Kingzone for one thing, it's that their solo lanes aren't like absolute world-class elite players. right? Yes. They play well as a team. Their bot lane is ridiculous, right? Cuz is playing super well right now. The liability, and it's it's not that Nahoon's been Nahoon's been bad, but their soul lanes are just not they're not summon and and su- they're not summit and dove they're not you know showmaker and Nogary. like they're not they're just not that good. Mm-hmm. And so I said going into that, I was like, I think it's actually pretty reasonable for Damwon to take a game, maybe win this outright if the soul laners are on away way with these games, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the actual games that didn't end up being entirely the reason Kingzone lost, like Damwon just played a really really good series, right? It was definitely a factor, though. I'd say it was, like, 50% because the soul lanes had, like, just total control over things, and 50%, like, they just played better. It wasn't the Soul lanes completely running away with the whole series. It was just a factor, right? It'd be easy to look at that without watching those games and say Dan One won because their soul lane smash. And, this, like, the, the score lines say that and everything, and that's not exactly what happened. They Danwan was just good this series, right? Uh, I think they had a lot of really good drafts in that series, too. Kings are not going to be fine. Don't overreact to this just because they, like, drop 2-1 to a mid-tier team. Like, Damwon of the mid-tier... I think Damwon's probably the fifth best team in Korea right now, depending on how you look at SKT looking forward. Mm-hmm. I think Damwon and SKT are, like, the, the five and six. Sure. So, in some combination. Don't um, don't jump in on Genji. we We're going to talk about that in a bit, too. So, I, I love the Kingzone sweep here. Hanwha, Hanwha hasn't done anything. and Hanwha are a lot like TSM, except they're... I know people are down on Korea, but Hanwha are like TSM but in a region with, like, much better teams. So, you can't get away playing that kind of style where you have, like, you know, five or six teams or seven teams that are, like, clearly better than you. And part of the reason why I was on Gen Air to, to take that series or take a game off of them in that situation uh, this past weekend was because Hanwha just, like, don't have an identity. They don't... They try to get things started. Like, they'll draft teams that are late-game teams and try to get stuff started early when they're not equipped for it. Or and they do the other way around too. So it, I don't know. They're they're constantly moving, switching junglers up. I think they're fine. They're probably better than like they're they're pretty clearly better than Jin Air. Maybe not by much, but they're a bottom tier team and Kingzone are a world class team. So you're you're never, never going to see odds like this ever again. It's only totally. ha- it's only because Hanwha are coming off a two zero. Keep in mind it was against Jin Air. Just That's saying. Right. And. Yeah. Kingzone are coming off of a loss to Damwon. That is the only reason why this is anything remotely close to bettable. This should probably be like minus five hundred
3: or more, <laughs> or like the other one that we're going to talk about next. Yeah.
1: So uh, I'm I'm going to be at least moderate on the Kingzone to a, a one minus one point five here because that's a really good number to me. Mm-hmm. And Kingzone are not a team that they're going to clown around either. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, you guys, have any thoughts on this one?
2: I do not.
3: Nope. King zone all the way.
2: I like the King zone minus one point five. Same as you guys. All right.
1: Next up, we have Sandbox minus twelve fifty against <laughs> Air plus plus six oh four. The uh, the Sandbox minus one point five is at minus two eighty six. Uh, no. This is like two <laughs> no. Too no. out of range. I think Sandbox. This is close, but um, I'm not. I'm just gonna pass. I'm not going to bet the general plus 1.5 either. Agree. Sandbox are... By the way, Sandbox look really goddamn good.
2: Yeah, they do. Like, I, I missed a little bit of the recent games, but Sandbox look
0: fantastic.
1: <laughs> you watch the games in this morning. <laughs> some, some it's a god. <laughs> you watch the games in this morning, you want to see a guy take over a game, uh, yeah, just, you'll, you'll see it. It's <laughs> Um... Sat- so, Friday, not a whole lot of action. I kind of like Kingzone a lot, but, you know, p- two pretty lopsided matches. Saturday, things get a little more interesting. We have Gen G minus 103 against SK Telecom minus 139. Oh, how
3: did idea have fallen?
1: The SKT minus 1.5 is at plus 191. So, I already put a bet in on this. I'm I'm on SKT, and this is probably, like, my last stand for them. So... One, I think these two teams play similarly when they – like, if, if it were up to them, they're going to play similarly. I think SKT are the team that's more likely to want to do their – like, they're they're more likely to try to do something different. Uh, I think maybe the benching on Sunday morning could have sent a wake-up call to some people. Uh, for those that don't know, yeah, we talked about it already. Uh, Clid – or Haru – Faker and Mata got subbed out after this after the first game against Griffin, which was like a pretty close game. Um, we can go into that as a bit of a digression, real quick. So they got benched. Don't overreact to this. Coma benches people all the time over the course of his career. This is not a this is not a new or shocking thing. It was a little bit of a weird flex kind of situation in this case, where because like they played a pretty good game against Griffin, who in my opinion look like the best team in the world right now. So I don't. It was it was a little bit weird that they did that to me. But uh, we don't know. We also don't know what's going on in Comms. Maybe there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Maybe they're just depressed or tilted or something. We have no idea. But don't put too much stock in into this. Coma does this kind of thing all the time. Sometimes he'll do it for multiple games. So it wouldn't surprise me at all to see SK Telecom start their subs here. Hmm. I think even with the subs, the subs. I I actually don't hate them against Genji. Genji are so predictable and the only games that Genji have won besides their first series have been when the leads have been spoon-fed to them. I was all over Genji getting 2-0 this morning. I was all over it. And they did exactly as they're predicted. They're going to do the same thing. If you give them Gangplank and Azir, they're going to pick Gangplank and Azir every game regardless of how good the early game the other team is. They don't <laughs> care. They're super linear. They're basically asking the they're basically asking the L- LCK Can you guys beat us in 25 or 30 minutes? And people have been shown how to do that, and they're not doing anything to play proactive defense or anything. They're just kind of playing the game and laning and seeing if it works. They're really boring, really predictable, and I think even a struggling SKT team should be able to punish them. I'm on the SKT money line. I'm also a little bit on the minus 1.5 already, and this match is Saturday. Mm. Anyway, that's my soapbox. Feel free to dive in.
2: (laughs) I think as far as betting this match goes... Whichever side I'm betting here, I'm betting the 2 0. I don't think I'm going to take the money line either way. I think I'm going to bet the 2 0 for whichever side I think is going to win. For me, that's SKT. But if you don't believe in SKT this season and, and you think they're still out of it right now, I would bet the Gen G 2 0. I don't think this is going to be a back and forth series. I think whoever wins this series, it's either SKT is not going to be able to implement what they want to implement and Gen G is going to win 2 0, or SKT is going to come out. Looking like any semblance of themselves and win 2-0. so I, I'm betting the two zero for SKT. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I that's actually a, I'm I'm on the money line and the spread.
2: I could see betting the money line and the spread, but I think I'm just going to go with the two zero.
1: Yeah, the uh, the odds are exceptional and for either side, and I, I actually do think like what you just said, John, is the most likely situation because either Gen G is just going to march out the same thing and just get rolled. Or SKT are not going to be able to solve it. It's going to go one way or the other, right? Yeah, so, that's how I feel. Um, I guess the only, the counter-arguments to that would be if Genji just do their thing and SK Telecom match it, it's like a coin flip. So maybe you get like two long games and they, they split.
2: Yeah, uh, it, it, it can happen. It's not like I don't think it can ever happen. Could de- they could definitely split the first two games. In fact, SKT this season has had a bit of a... A history of of looking really good in one of the first two games and getting stomped in the other of the first two games. So, uh, but I think I'm betting the two zero.
1: What are the DraftKings pr- uh, uh, the prices are now for this series? Yeah, right? no, no. i was gonna either. say I I would That's
3: imagine Genji will
1: be underpriced. Actually, I would imagine Genji are probably prices favorites. If like I when this comes Friday
3: out okay. I think regardless
1: um, of like this is gonna be like a probably a low kill series. But I think this is a series that you could maybe take the team in because it's gonna be a lot of a lot of dragons taken, a lot of towers. Like this is a good spot to take the team, but I don't know if I want any of the players in this series, unless you're on the That's narrative that SKT like come out and just run them over.
2: That's common for the LCK. I really like to have lineups with all LPL players and an LCK team. Yeah, if, there, if there's yeah. an LPL LCK split slate,
1: and I think like like you said, like there's a reasonable argument that either of these teams could sweep, and it's yeah. gonna be a long methodical game. No matter who it is so whoever's priced cheaper you could probably you could probably stack some crazy lpl lineup
3: what's and... the uh what's the time like the bet on over under on the time
1: oh that's a good call let me take a look real quick so let's see that series under 32 32 is a really low number
3: ah, that's... These two teams can go up to forty to an hour. Yeah, maybe,
1: maybe the over. The over is uh the juice is kicked up on the over, so there's no uh, coming on the over.
3: Yeah, everyone's having the same thought.
1: Yeah. That's a good <laughs> thought though, Chris. Uh, uh, oh, so I'm on SKT. John two uh, O either way. Yeah,
2: the two O. I, I like the two O SKT personally, but if I was gonna bet Gen G, I'd bet the two O. Right, I have up. two questions, though. Yeah, Sorry.
3: I have two questions since you follow the LCK closer. Now, Haru and Clit has been subbing in and out way before even the Faker thing has yeah. been happening. What's going on over there? Is this going to be continue on? Is Clit just sliding?
1: So, I don't... I can't... I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: they don't... There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. Like, the last few series, they've started Haru. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, killed again, me in a I, again,
1: I have no... <laughs> particular reason why.
3: Is it visible like what they what he's doing? I mean
1: Clid, Clid had a couple bad games mm-hmm. and Haru, like when he came in and subbed in, had a couple good games, but he hasn't exactly been a world beater since. I
3: didn't think so, yeah.
1: So I mean neither both of them are like they're fine. Like mm-hmm. they both of them had a couple bad games and a couple good games. Okay. Like I, I don't so, really know they're probably just going with a hot hand approach, like yeah. a goal like a goalie tandem in hockey where yeah. I don't know, dude. Coma does this where it's got to be stuff that, from scrims because there's not. It, it's not like a strategic thing where like they had the easy easy hoon faker situation,
3: right? Or, or uh, like the RMLXG. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's not like a strategic like maybe it is, but it's something that I haven't been able to pick up on yet.
3: So it's uh, not seen under in the way they play.
1: Yeah, like I, I haven't seen like, a specific thing that, like, triggers, okay, we're gonna go Haru. Like, I haven't noticed a trend in, like, who they're facing, the style of team they're facing, the picks that are meta. Like, I I haven't noticed anything like that. Uh, there very well could be something that I'm just missing but I've I've thought about the same thing cause I've been trying to pin down DFS lineups right, like, right. exactly so, so it's
3: probably not I would thing. say
1: just stay away stay for away. the time being unless you can find something that I haven't found yeah. so,
3: and my second question would the Thursday night game how would it influence this line
1: Uh, so that's the other reason I've, I've put a bet in on this already is because I think mm-hmm. if SKT beat KT then this line's gonna go up at least a little bit. Like maybe SKT go up to like one seventy or something, and that at that case I'm I'm a little skeptical to bet that. Like I probably don't bet it at that number.
3: Yeah. Good, good stuff. I do
1: think SKT are gonna win this, and I think this is this is like this is gonna tell us whether or not one, they've mailed this season in. Two whether they think they have a shot at making playoffs, and three, if they do think they have a shot and still lose this and they show up and play and they still get bodied somehow, that this team's probably just to stay away from the rest of the season.
3: Mm, that's because a good... there's
1: just something wrong like there's just something not going right with them right
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't think SKT have been as stubborn as they were to start the season they're, they're starting to branch out like in the last series like, so against Griffin they did they did the Irelia, Sejuani, Camille like top trio like control both Scuttlecrabs like, strategy which is like an up tempo push the pace mm-hmm. control the map strategy which is right. something that they haven't been doing they showed a willingness and they executed pretty well on it Uh like they were, they they rushed out on Griffin, and there's not a lot of teams that can do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they had a really really good start, which is why it was so bizarre to me that they they put the subs in in game two. But, uh, they're, they they they're not being totally stubborn. They're not G. Yeah. So I think people are kind of like typing them into that just because it looks that way. They're not. They're they're willing to be a little more adventurous than them. So. Uh, I think this line goes up, which is part of why I bet it there. I want to get the value on it. I do think SKT win this regardless. It's just a matter of, you know, I want to get him all the values good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, sounds good. All right.
1: Uh, a fr- second game on Saturday, we have Afrika minus two hundred four KT Rollster plus one thirty eight. Afrika minus one point five is at plus one forty two. I am all over this one as well. I am all over Afrika tomorrow. I am all over Afrika Saturday. I think people are overreacting to one shitty series. This is a class. This is a classic case of people overreacting to one series. If we give lost, if we lost two series, they lost two to one to Sandbox. Clearly, Sa- we we all see Sandbox yeah, is an elite team, They're really idea. good, yeah. and they played a really good series. Like it was a back and forth. The, the one game was a little little one sided, but like it was a good series. Um, and and keep in mind that Sandbox got Tar- uh, Sona Tarek in the first game, or they got mm-hmm. Sona Tom in the first game. Yeah. And yeah, I know the win rate doesn't say it, but Sona Tom Sona's busted on this patch, so.
3: Oh. Gosh, yes. Uh,
1: So if you factor in that, I mean, that could have gone. That series could have gone either way. Uh, And then they lost Genji. I don't know what. Watch those games. It was really, really fluky. The the second game was super fluky. The second game was, like, legit, like, a level one ace, and you would say, go next in a scrim. I talked to you guys (laughs) about this, like, off stream or off, off pod, but, like, the first game, there's cause for concern. Uh,. Aiming and sending were overextended like, early into a Rek'Sai, which you, you can't do. You have to respect the Rek'Sai gank, and they, they didn't at all, and they got blown out from it. Then there was a really, really weird fight where Life made an unbelievable recon play, and it just blew the game open at Herald, right?
0: hmm
1: All I'm saying is don't put too much stock into just one series. They played a close game against Sandbox. They've lost two series in a row, and KT Rolster just took one. So that's the only reason we're getting anything close to a favorable price here. Uh, same with this morning. Afrika are actually underdogs against Damwon tomorrow. So yes, yes they are. Uh, I, I like I like the Afrika 2 0 here. Unless it's like a catastrophic failure tomorrow morning. <laughs> Thoughts?
3: Uh, even still I think Afrika would have been the better team in this matchup than Afrika against team.
1: I mean if Afrika somehow lose, unless they look absolutely dreadful and like there's fundamental problems that aren't just like weird you know, coin flip situations. Uh, I'm going to be on Afrika either way against KT.
2: Yeah, I mean, I missed the last couple days of games, as we've mentioned. I haven't caught up on them yet, but if you offered me these odds at the end of last week when I hadn't missed any games, I would have smashed Afrika, Bunny Line, and minus 1.5. So I'll I'll probably do it again. (laughs) Afrika across
1: the board then? (laughs) Yep. Uh, I would say get in on this one, because I I, I feel very strongly that they're going to win tomorrow, and the odds for this are going to go way up if they do. So... Uh, I mean you'll probably still get a decent price on the minus one point five but the money line will be out of range if they win tomorrow. So uh Sunday we have Damwon minus minus two fifty six against Hanwha Life plus one eighty six the Danwon minus one point five is a plus one thirteen. Uh Dan Juan have played three games in all but one series this split. And while I think they are like that fifth sixth range, like they're gonna be like probably right now I would say they're a playoff team, they're the fifth seed. But So right now I'd say they're the fifth seed But They aren't exactly they, Yeah, they've had one game that was a 2-0 And they got 2-0'd by Griffin They've, they've gone to three games in every other series uh, i have also had Probably the easiest schedule in the LCK They've played I'll just read their map. They've played Kingzone, SK Telecom, Gen Air, KT Rolster, Griffin, and Gen.G Now I know Gen.G have a decent record But Gen.G's not a good team uh, SK Telecom right now Not a good team Jin Air, the worst team. KT Rolster, not a good team either. They've played two good teams. They've played Kingzone and Griffin, and they've lost a game to all of these bottom tier teams. So I don't think Damwon are. I I I have Damwon a tier below all the top teams, but they have good enough players that they can that they can spike games from them, and maybe and they can get a series too. Like they played really well against Kingzone, but. I don't have faith in Damwanda 1 Oh, they're they're too volatile for me. So I'm gonna be passing on this one. Chris has had to step out for a sec. Any thoughts on this one, John?
2: Um, yeah. If I was gonna make a bet on this series, once again, I missed the last couple of days of games. But if I was gonna make a bet on this series, it would be Dam one minus one point five. I mean, the
1: odds are pretty good. Plus one thirteen is pretty
2: good. Like. This is not
1: the kind of thing I think you go heavy on. This is like one unit on the.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure I would bet this game for the yeah. record. Just, I think if I was going to bet, I think I'd rather get the minus 1.5 at plus 113 <laughs> than the money line at minus 256. That's a huge difference between money line and minus 1.5. Exactly.
1: I'm actually kind of hoping Afrika smashed Amwan tomorrow and we get some more value on this somehow.
2: That's very plausible.
1: Like, I, I don't. I doubt people are going to think like, "Oh man, now hanwha has got a chance just because they got smashed by Afrika." But a <laughs> model, like the, the the book model, might just say, "Okay, tick them down a couple points, make it like minus two hundred, yeah,
2: and man. then we're in business." Yeah, then you're in business because, sure. like,
1: if you if this goes up to like plus one thirty, plus one forty on the two o, then I like it a lot more.
2: If it was mm-hmm. like a minus two hundred or minus one ninety money line, I'd like the money line more than that minus one point five, yeah, for sure. Ooh.
1: Yeah, was not good, guys. Like, I, They're just not. They're, they're not a good team. Uh, let me see. Griffin, last game for the weekend is Griffin-278 against Kingzone, plus 199, the Griffin-1.5 is at 108. This is the game of the week in the LCK as far as I'm concerned. Oh it's a funny game.
3: I, I don't understand the odds, though. Uh,
1: so this is leaning heavily toward being a three-game series with these odds. Mm-hmm. But they're it's they the book is basically super confident it's going to be exactly a Griffin two one because normally when you see minus two seven like just look at like w- when you see this kind of, like this kind of uh these kind of odds it's usually like slightly more on the spread
2: minus two seventy eight seems so heavy for these two teams
1: yeah I agree like I, I I like I said I think Griffin are the best team in the world right now I don't know how they're gonna stack up against I think they would they would be able to play against the best Chinese teams right now. The Griffin look unbelievably good, and they're now starting to ramp up and do more than what they were doing at the beginning of the season. Like, they're willing to just, like, smash you early. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: they're willing to take more risks than they were now that they've kind of, like, jumped out and gotten some wins. Yeah. I think... I, I wouldn't hate betting Kingzone here, because Kingzone's a good enough team that they could they could take this... Like, uh, the. Basically, these teams are closer to 50-50 than I think this is, but I'm not going to be betting king zone.
2: Yeah, that one's really tough. Those those lines look like the Griffin line in particular looks way too juiced. Mm -hmm. And the king zone plus 200 feels really good, but I I also don't think I would bet it because I just feel like Griffin's going to win. I
1: think these lines are like... Exactly. This is, yeah, right. this is a, yeah, this is like, a this very
2: is, tough set of lines from the book here. It's like a really,
1: really good line, actually. Like,
2: so, oh, Lord, sorry, I just my, looked at our first LPL games. Oh, yeah. That's wild my, my, wild. Yeah, yeah, we're
1: gonna we're gonna get to that in a second. So, <laughs> uh, we talked about how Kingzone struggle with good soul lanes, and that like that was a pretty like a reasonable like a pretty good factor, big factor in why they lost to Damwon. Not the only factor, but a, a pretty big factor. Sword and Chovy, man, Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just ugh. Yeah, I worlds. It's going to be so much fun. Good,
0: to yeah. see. I Griffin might
1: be 4-0. I might be light on the Griffin two o, but this is tough. This is a good line. Yeah, it we'll is. see. We'll see where this goes because this might move a little bit. Watch this one for line movement because I like, I think if you get any more value on King Zone, it's reasonable to take that just for the value. I think it's reasonable to taking for the value right now. So I don't. It's I'm just gonna I'm gonna be hard pressed to bet against Griffin this season. They're just they look unbelievable right now. Anything else on LCK? Onward to LPL. Onwards, onwards and upwards. We have Sooning minus one fifteen. Billy Billy minus one fifteen. So pick them uh, <laughs> with a lot of juice here.
3: Pick <laughs> Billy uh, or Sooning. Uh,
2: what happened? Yeah, give me that Billy Billy money. Is this Real? Dominique
1: Wilkins windmill slam? Billy yeah, Billy.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm, wow. dude.
1: I'm, I'm all over this. This is, this is like,
3: I'm not as confident as both of you. I gotta say,
2: really, I really like Billy Billy minus one
3: right,
1: so so okay, if you're on the other side, so like, what's what's the what's the
0: counter argument here, Chris?
3: I don't know. i i by I'm just I might be biting hard on the recency bias just because I've been doubting Suning from the beginning of this split to now and have lost. Yeah,
2: isn't that just the story, though? <laughs> Whenever we, we were all so high <laughs> on last season, they just shit the bed every game, and then now we finally gave up on them, and they're good somehow.
1: But this is they're G. they're self-level. the LPL's oh, version good. of G. Oh, how yeah.
2: many teams do we have like this? Sino Dragon, I give zero no, no, credit all three, last five. year. They beat everybody <laughs> now this season. Well, the LPL has like three of them. Yeah, there's like there's like five teams.
1: count OMG is four. Yeah, OMG LNG now LNG slash Snake
3: LNG Snake.
2: Yeah, there's so many of these teams that for like 10 straight weeks, I was like, they suck, and they were winning every game. And then finally I was like, you know what, guys, we've got to admit that they're good. And then they just lost every match <laughs> as soon as I said that.
1: So, all right, Billy Billy, Billy Billy's loss. Billy Billy have had an unbelievably tough schedule, if you factor in that LNG have looked really, really good, right? They've faced top sport. They've faced T.O.P., LNG, EDG. OMG, okay, OMG, that's not a pass, but that's that's an easy matchup. Fun Plus and Victory 5. Victory 5, I'll give you an easy matchup. They lost 0-2 to top. They lost 0-2 to EDG. They lost 0-2 to Fun Plus. I kind of, before the season started, I would have thought they could take games in these series and make them competitive. But I'm also not surprised that they lost to these teams at all, right? LNG, um, they beat, they won mm-hmm. 2-1. We, I made a ton of money on that Friday. Uh mm-hmm. OMG they punted a game too. they lost two one, but OMG just looked a little bit better this season. Sooning for comparison one second. Sooning lost to Invict or lost to Invictus without rookie. But they did have Batland. That was the most recent match. Beat Dominus 2 0. Lost to JDG 0 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right Okay. Listen, like, just think of think of the differences. So they then they they two O Team WE, 2 0 LGD, and 2-1 Vici. Look at the difference in that schedule for me. Yeah, I'm
2: like not, the like... Five, like, five, like, four of the five bottom teams in the league. Exactly. Something like that.
1: Like, I'll admit Sooning have looked better than I thought they'd look. Like, they, they look like they have more chemistry than I thought that a team would in this situation, right? Given that mm. they've lost
2: players, right? Yeah, because even at Nest, they shit the bed.
1: Yeah. Like, they, they've, <laughs> looked, they've looked better than wherever we had them power ranked, like 13th yeah. or whatever,
2: right? Yeah, I'll give them better. that.
1: They've looked better than that. They're not a good team still.
2: Yeah, and B- Billy Billy's a consistent, like, I don't know, 6th-ish place team, somewhere yeah. right in there.
1: Like, what's Billy Billy's floor? Like, a playoff team? Probably, like, yeah, like maybe, maybe, the they playoff, just miss, maybe they just miss playoffs if, like, one of these bottom teams gets hot or something. JDG <laughs> Right, so like am I missing something here? Or is Stop. this just like the books look at these records because they both have so like Suning's eight and six game score, Billy Billy is six and eight. Is that what I'm like, is that it?
2: Yeah, By they the they way, had
1: the Billy Billy two O is plus one eighty nine.
2: Yeah, they had Billy Billy ranked as a slightly better team in their algorithm coming into this season and then now they're 6 and 8 and Sonning is 8 and 6, so that's slightly balanced to them and now they have this a, like the same team basically. I, I'm I'm all over Billy Billy. I uh, right, am I missing all right, all right. something here.
3: You guys all convinced over. me. You guys convinced me.
1: Like again, like I don't like to sit here and point to strength the schedule for everything. That's been like the topic of discussion this week, but this is a case where it's like look at it. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna be in kind of heavy on this next matchup too. I think
1: so. Second match on Friday we have LNG minus six sixty seven versus Rogue Warriors plus
3: three ninety nine. No friggin' way.
1: I'm gonna say Rogue. The Rogue Warriors plus one point five is at plus one forty two because I think that's yeah. the more relevant number here. Because no one's I betting agree. LNG to two. Maybe maybe they are. Maybe people are crazy.
2: John, I think go I'm it. gonna. I think I'm gonna end up with some money on the plus one point five and the money line for Rogue Warriors. Same. Plus 400 is a lot. And Uh LNG LNG came out and started really strong in the season, but I don't think many people, including me, really think that they're – I think they're much better than they were last season. I think they're a playoff Mm -hmm. team probably. Uh But, like, they were, like, top of the LPL for a little while this season. I don't think anybody really thinks they're, like, a top of the LPL team. And I think Rogue Warriors – I think the trajectories for these teams is kind of like – Rogue Warriors is coming up, and LNG's on their way down. And LNG's still a better team, but plus 400 is a lot for me. So I'll probably end up with a little bit on the plus 1.5 and a little bit on the plus 400 money line. Just so people
1: know, the plus 400 is like 20% implied odds. It's exactly yeah. 20%. So like-, and,
2: like, Rogue Warriors has talent on their lineup. Like they have they have talented players. They have some issues with how they play the game and they have issues with closing out games. Like I I've bemoaned it all week in the group chat, but I played Rogue Warriors on DFS in every slate they've been on this season and they got O2'd every single time because I just really think they have a lot of talent and they can beat some of these teams. And then since I've been out of pocket for the last five days, they finally won a match as soon as, as soon as I as soon as I haven't been playing really. But I, I'd, I've been betting the Rogue Warriors team all season because um, I really think they have a lot of talent there. And once they start figuring it out, I think they have the kind of players they can win some games when they start figuring it out.
1: Yeah, like I don't think any of us are overreacting to the fact that they just won either. No, it's not about that. I've been like, betting them all season. Like if they got smashed and got, you know, 2 0 on – I think it was Sunday. If they got smashed on Sunday
2: or Tuesday or, or Monday, whatever it was, I would not have thought <laughs> –
1: like anything less of this like i would have thought the ex- exact same thing
2: yeah i almost wish they had gotten smashed cuz then they'd be like plus 500 or no, more yeah. and i'd still bet them cuz i've been doing it all season cuz like, this think
1: is a bad, com- this so. is like one of those situations where you have a severe underdog and like it's an awesome value bet but like you kind of think that there's a good chance that they win this like not just like from a value standpoint like from a stylistic and like strategic standpoint so like for those that haven't watched the LPL lng are LNG are playing like the old Snake lineups did, where they're playing kind of like a slightly more aggressive version of a Korean team, where they just want a five v five like death ball. That's all they want to do. They just they they team they, the one thing this team does they team fight very well. They're very good mm-hmm. at
0: that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and the teams that have like tried to just like scale and five v five them have lost. Like that's how they've lost. That's what those old Snake teams were like. That's what they did. Like back before the whole like split push Flandre thing that happened. The whole thing about them was that they were like a good team-fighting team, right? So, that's what they are. The thing is, like, they're not a clean early-game team at all. The one thing that Rogue Warriors has done this split is that they've jumped out to leads on people. That's what happened in their win, is they just jumped out to a lead, Mm -hmm. and they've struggled closing games. They don't exactly know what to do, but if you jump out to a big lead, sometimes you don't need to know how to close a game. Yeah, sometimes you'll just do it because like you're Sometimes you just snowball just copies, people. Right? So, I'm mm-hmm. probably like a one unit, half unit, or one unit, quarter unit split here on the plus 1.5 and the money line. Like, I feel pretty good about this one. Like,
2: Yeah, man, I don't think they're a favorite, but those odds are pretty heavy.
1: Yeah, like, this is like 60-40 or 65-35. This is an 80-20. 80-20 is like challenger team playing against liquid right you know like a best of three honestly in a best of three it's that in a best of three it'd be 80 20 i would take 80 20 liquid against challenger team in a best of one yeah (laughs) right so this is pretty heavy-handed i'm on rogue warriors here uh saturday we have top minus 455 against team we i think no bet. Yeah. Probably yeah, a no, no bet. No
0: bet for me. No bet.
1: It's probably a no bet. I'm, I'm going to try to stop betting minus 1.5s in China. Or I have least... a theory
2: with WE. I think something's going to happen with them in the near future. I don't know if they're going to get way worse or if they're going to make a jump up, but it seems like the last few games of WE that I watched, that there's like something bubbling
1: Yeah, there. I agree.
2: And, and I can't tell what's going to happen with them, so I'm staying off of WE games. Until further notice. Yeah, unless the odds were like way too good to pass up, but they're not in this matchup.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I, I agree. I mean, T.O.P. is good.
1: So, like, yeah, they're, they're very good. They're a very good team, and I don't I don't think you can hold against them, because they've had a couple losses, but I don't, I don't think you can. I mean, T.O.P. just, like, bodied Billy Billy, I think, so... What was it at that? Let me see. Uh, it wasn't a total bodying, but like they pretty convincingly won against Billy Billy, who I think are worlds better than W.E., Uh, Invictus also minus 455 against JDG plus 303 now this (laughs) one we get a little bit better odds on the minus 1.5 it's minus 137 for Invictus dude this is one of those spots this is one of those spots where I would have said even with rookie out I would have said slam dunk on the minus 1.5 but it's Invictus and it's JDG (laughs) and I'm, I'm done I'm done doing this Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm done. I don't think the plus 1.5s odds are good enough either, so I'm I'm just probably off this game. Maybe I bet the unders, like, game time in this.
2: It's good to see you coming around on the LPL minus 1.5s. It's like a – you sound like a heroin addict right there. Like, I'm done with this, guys. <laughs> I'm done with what it's doing to me. <laughs> I'm done with what it's I'm done to my, my it. family. It's been an intervention. <laughs> I'm not betting minus 1.5s in China anymore. Uh, the exception is
1: they don't play this weekend. They play. FunPlus is the exception right now because they're they're. <laughs> I oh love the FunPlus Revenge Tour so much; it's so fun to watch, man.
2: If I huh. actually, if I had to pick a team in China where I would bet their minus one point five, I think it'd be, I think it'd be TOP for me. Yeah, T-O-P, oh yeah, TOP is the other a one consistent team. I think I would bet their minus one point five is more than anybody. Along with like FunPlus is right there with them,
1: only because FunPlus right now is just like <sighs> FunPlus is but, pissed at how the like, yeah. season ended, man. <laughs>
2: Fun plus exactly, the okay. named
1: Sunday we have EDG minus three thirteen against LGD plus two twenty one the EDG minus one point five is at minus one hundred three so EDG's been playing hope at eighty carry
3: no they had iboy in last yeah game. they
1: had iboy in for the last series and still lost
3: <laughs> no uh, that was the
1: series we kind of uh, I think we all got blown out a little bit on this one uh, uh, I don't know just probably this the one most... I missed. Probably yeah. That, so uh, no, EDG lost to Rogue Warriors two to one. Um, Rogue oh no, Warriors I would have bet Rogue Warriors. Rogue Warriors jumped right. out on them, and, like, and that's what we were saying. Like, this team can do that. I think this was an abysmal series by G- EDG. I, I talked. I, I went. You can go back and read my my Twitter timeline on this series because I was <laughs> one. I was like super tilted. <laughs> two, because I had a I had a ton of parlays like pending that I just needed EDG to close this series out on, and they just couldn't do it. They, they won – they barely won the first game, and I was like, "Okay, we got a little bit lucky there. They'll clean, they'll clean it up and win game two, And they, they didn't. Spoiler alert! <laughs> like they, it was bad. It was over. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that game one, you you want to see some insane LeBlanc play? Watch Scout in game one of that series because holy shit! <laughs> uh, you want to talk about right. it? Yeah, he he took over that game. He looked like the shy, you but mid lane. It was it was mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, so yeah. I... I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't
0: like a- I don't want to
1: overreact. I don't want to overreact to one series because I-, I do think G- EDG. EDG until like until they started subbing in Hope, like they did in the last two series before this one.
3: Yeah, against WE,
1: they oh looked gosh. like one of the better teams in the league. Now they won their first three, lost their second three, but the fourth and fifth series they've subbed Hope in. So I I don't know, man. I'm kind of in wait and see with EDG. Like, I think these odds are really good, and I think LGD look like trash, to be honest with you, so... Yeah,
2: I was expecting a lot more from LGD this season. I thought they were, like, <laughs> at the end of last season, they were on the upward trajectory, and then...
1: Well, you gotta remember, wow. we have, uh, what's it called? The the whole...
2: the Condi drama and all that. Oh, that's right, and that, they and lost
3: like, the Con. they lost their jungler. So...
2: That's just really—it's good for me though, because it's just a great excuse for the rest of life. It's like every time I lose, oh, yeah, that, it's oh, fixed. I no, well, you guys—you guys know it's fixed, right? So, yeah. yeah. The, the, yo, com. the
1: fix is in. Hashtag. We gotta start the the fix is in hashtag.
2: Hashtag the fixes in. It's like my
1: favorite any thing and all my other betting circles, that's like the best meme. We got to get that going for leagues. So yep. I'm going to have
2: to start uh chiming in with which player I believe is on the take after yeah. yeah. Game. <laughs> no, dude.
1: I said that I said that I said for my for my blog breakdowns, I'm going to have to start putting in a likelihood to be fixed <laughs> rating. <laughs> so I mean, it's a very serious topic. We could go into. We'll yeah. save it for another show cuz we run pretty long tonight. Yeah, but. for sure. Uh, maybe we'll open with that next week because it is like it's, that's a serious topic Starcraft yeah, had serious. a problem with this a long time ago uh, I know I know other esports have had problems Counter-Strike it. Counter- it has Counter- had, Strick- had, some had a ton of problems with it um, so LGD they beat OMG they beat Victory 5 they took a game off RNG but they haven't they took a game off FunPlus too is there anything to oh. this I don't, I don't know. think I'm messing with it I'm not buying hmm. it they, they, I Maybe the plus 1.5 is okay. I don't know. EDG could just come out and just obliterate them like they were doing earlier in the season. I'm, I'm going to stay away from this until further notice. If EDG awake. announced they're starting their full roster, and they've had a couple days to think on it, because I think they play tomorrow too, right?
3: Uh, No, not tomorrow. Or,
1: they play... Wait. Oh, this is their only match this week, right? Yeah, hmm? yeah this is their yeah. only match this week. They don't play Friday, so... Yeah, I... I'm probably just gonna wait until the weekend, see how my weekend's going. If I'm feeling froggy, I'll probably jump on this, but <laughs> no, it's probably I'm probably just gonna abstain from this one.
3: Uh, there's not much to do on Sunday either. Uh,
1: RNG, yeah. Speaking of the not much to do, we have RNG minus five fifty six against OMG plus three forty six. <laughs> the RNG two uh, minus one point five is at minus one fifty six. That's too rich for me with this team. I know RNG look good, and I know that. OMG have, like, sort of disappointed us a little bit, because we, we haven't expected this team to be, like, a real competitor. We expected them to, like, take a step up and maybe challenge for a playoff spot, and they, they've they looked pretty bad the last couple series.
2: Yeah, OMG disappointing me. Their first couple matches, I was like, wow, they're going to be a playoff team. Like, this is going to be a playoff team right here. And then, same thing, kind of was last season? Last season, I said the same thing after their first couple series. Like, this is going to be a playoff series team, and... I don't know if they just have, like, really good off-season preparation or something, they but they just seem to come high. into the seasons really good, and then either they're getting figured out or they can't adapt well, or something's going on with them that makes them fall off. I'm going to assume they're going to continue to fall off and not fall into the trap I fell into last season of predicting their their eventual rise.
1: So, RNG... <sighs> Have played one three game. They've only played five series. They've played WE, LGD, Rogue Warriors, Vici. Really easy schedule.
0: Yeah, really
1: easy schedule. They dropped one game in those four series, and it was to the LGD. Then they got run over by FunPlus. Well, not run over. The second game was pretty close, but the first game they just they just got demolished by MidRenekton because P's a savage. <laughs> <laughs> <It> is. So, <laughs> uh.
2: God, FunPlus has got to go to Worlds. They've got to. I just, I
1: want them to so bad. Oh, it's going to be they're so like, much fun They're such a tournament point. team. I know they have punted in playoffs every year, but give this team a group stage to figure shit out. I swear. I'm so excited
2: team's... to see them and to see Griffin at Worlds. I think we're going to have an awesome Worlds this season. Too. I'm super hyped. Because I think,
1: I think the teams that won Spring aren't even necessarily a lot to get in. We can... <sighs> Invictus,
3: We're I
2: think, we will probably figure it out. But
3: Invictus will figure it out. I don't yeah, know Invictus, about
2: SKT right now, man. <laughs>
3: Invictus, only. RNG,
2: Invictus, RNG, Plus and, uh, and FunPlus are going to the world, a I blast. And I think mm. that's what's going
1: Even EDG would be kind of fun,
2: too. But I, I want
1: to <laughs> see those three teams really bad.
2: Um,
1: yeah. So, they haven't been doing the classic RNG, which is just, like, punt games all over the place. This lineup looks really, really good. I'm not going to hold against them the fact that FunPlus ran them over. The question is... So, they haven't played as many series as some of the other LPL teams. They've only played five. And there's a couple of the teams that have played five. But, do we think that RNG kind of start resting on their laurels and start punting games? Or do we think that they're in full try-hard mode because they have the new laner and they don't want to, like, get lazy because they have the new player on their team? I don't think they're going to sub anybody for this, but keep an eye out for that, too.
2: I'm going to say neither one. What I think is going to happen is I think... Royal is going to be a very good team, who is still going to lose multiple series to other high quality teams in the league that they haven't played yet. Yeah, so like I, I think they're going to be trying hard, but I think they're currently might be a little bit overhyped because of the strength of schedule being very weak. And when we when they come up against uh, TOP, when they come up against Invictus, you, you're oh, still God. probably going to see some losses mixed in there. They they could beat some of those teams too, but. I think you'll end up seeing some losses from them, and they'll end up being a top three team in the league. But
1: yeah, I, I yeah. think they're gonna they're gonna be a team that's like, oh, they'll 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 lose one two to TOP or win two one against TOP. Uh, maybe they two one Invictus. But I I kind of think as long as they stick with this lineup and don't start like doing subs all over the place, I kind of think they're just gonna smash all the bad teams because they just have such good players that I don't know if it's gonna
2: matter. I would agree on that. I think they are going to smash all the bad teams. Like
1: I know it's the LPL, and we're off the minus one point five, but this one's kind of close for me. Like I, this is one. This is like the one this week that I think I will. I will bet. Like out of this weekend slate, because minus one fifty six isn't great, but it's good enough for me. OMG, are, look! I don't know. OMG, look like they're falling off, but you could see Icon just pop off in a game. Who
2: knows? <laughs> Series, I think the series is a pass for me, but if I was going to bet, my gun to my head bet would be RNG minus 1.5. Yeah,
1: this is maybe light on the minus 1.5 or pass. It'll be one of the other. Right now, strongly, strong lean, I'll say.
2: Okay. So, uh, Chris had a dip for just a second, but... uh <sighs> Some closing statements?
1: Yeah, so... This is kind of... Like, last weekend, we had a... The LCK schedule was lit, man. The LCK schedule last weekend was so, so fun to watch. Like, even... We even had, like, Hanwha Jenaire. Like, the toilet bowl match was interesting because the odds were so whacked out. Uh, I think the LCK is a lot more, like, chalky besides, like, that Griffin-Kingzone series and, like, the Thursday, like, tomorrow morning slate. Uh, There's spots for value here. Like, I'm betting four out of the six series in the LCK but it's not like particularly exciting except for Griffin Kingzone uh, the LPL I think it's kind of also unexciting but we have like we're gonna get to see like the, it's, it's just a lot of lopsided matches besides like one match right so the LPL is like kind of back to back eh, weeks with like one good match or one interesting match the LCK had to go in last week this week's kind of a stinker to be honest and, like I think combined with Rift Rivals it's eh. Kind of a dull weekend, relatively speaking, but you've got to put the time in, put the work in. I don't know if Chris is uh, Chris is there yet or not. But we can start opening up with uh, sign offs because I don't really have too much else here. I didn't look at the other leagues this week; I was too dialed into other stuff. Oh, uh, so oh, pick of the we'll just review pick of the week because I didn't do one. Yeah, I've totally forgot. <laughs> so, uh, my pick of the week will be a Freaka minus one point five against KT Rolster for the reasons stated above. I, I think Afrika are being severely underrated right now just because they had one weird series against G and they lost the Sandbox, which is something you shouldn't fault any team for. And so that's going to be my pick of the week.
2: Uh, for my pick of the week, I went with Origin, minus 135 against TSM. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just think is clearly the worst team at Rift Rivals, and OG is one of those SKT camp teams that usually will beat teams that are worse than them for the most part so i like i like og minus 135 against tsm
1: all right uh calvin didn't leave us one and chris is still away for a second he to step out for a sec so i'll i'll go over last week's and i'll do our season totals real quick and then if chris isn't back then he misses out so. uh and i'll just read his so last week uh we had zing lee uh zing lee is a guest here and zing hit his pick so, guests are currently 100% on the Gold Card Podcast. The minus 172 know, pick. Shane hey, <laughs> it was a good pick. I was on it. Was
0: it. Yeah, it was a so, good bet.
1: Zing had clutch minus 172 against Echo Fox. Uh, Calvin lost on Genera 344, but I tailed him on that, and I was I missed as well. Uh, Chris took my pick of the week, basically, and had Billy Billy plus 182 against LNG. He hit there. Uh, so, Calvin is now down minus one eight, uh, minus 1.86 units. Chris is up 7.16 units. Chris is killing it, people.
2: Yeah, Chris is the murderer here.
1: Chris is absolutely killing it. Uh, no pick from John last week. You're down. You're minus 3.54 units on the season. I missed on Maya Freaka, minus 1.5 against G. They got 2 0 Uh I'm down to... I'm plus 2.94. As a cast... We are up four point seven units on the season, so we're still doing pretty well. Uh, I don't know if Chris is back yet. So Chris is. We can do sign offs, and then if Chris gets back, we'll do. We'll do. Uh, okay, I we'll have go. a
2: reasonable length sign off this week. Go for so. it. So my sign off for this week is uh, something that was another thing that occasionally I come across things on social media or whatever that bother me that I want to talk about. This one's about motivational, motivational like quotes or speeches or things that you hear. Something always bothered me, and I'm sure a lot of people recognize this, but something I just want to spout off about. I hate when some fucking Jim Carrey guy, some guy like Jim Carrey, gives a speech about how you should just chase your dreams and sacrifice everything and do what you love, because they're the only people that it worked for. Like, that's why no. that's why they're available to give that speech. Like, Taylor Swift has given speeches about just do what you love and it'll all work out in the end. Cause she grew up on a fucking pony farm and her dad had a hundred million dollars. <laughs> and so she's allowed to just follow her dream and it's, it worked out for her. But I, it just really bothers me sometimes cause I've known some people in my life who like sacrificed everything to go live their dream. And now they just live in dilapidated houses and they're $75,000 in debt. And they'll, they might've ruined their entire life because one summer, They went and they wanted to try to live their dream or whatever. And they were not in the financial situation to do it. They weren't in the right place in life to do it. People, what I would say is that is in some ways, it's a good thing. You should be trying to set up to live your dream. But my advice would be build yourself a life and then find a way to have the dream on the side. And then when the dream, if the dream eventually gets big enough where it's life, then that's great. Like as an example, um, let's say you have no money. You're 22 years old, and your passion is music. You you just love music. You play guitar. I know this one. Yeah, you play guitar, and you want to get into a band and be a rock star because you're you think you're a really good guitarist. My advice to you is this: don't go slum it on somebody's couch for two years trying to make your band work. Go get a job. Every when you get home from your job, play guitar. Invite your friends over after work. Play guitar start doing some gigs on the weekends wherever you can get hired, and then someday, if your band is making enough money that you can afford to quit your job, go live your dream. I hate it when people do either one or the other. I don't like it when someone says, I'm never playing music again, I have to go get a job, I'm giving up on the music dream. I hate that too. Go get your job, work it, and then devote your spare time to trying to become a a musician. And eventually, you get to a point where you're like, wow, I'm actually getting booked for... $500 worth of gigs every week I'll just quit my job and go do music. But I I really, I I just hate when I see these speeches from people that's like don't let life force you into the monotony of work. Just sacrifice everything and go start your own pony farm even though you don't own any (laughs) ponies. You don't have enough money to to so, afford any ponies, yeah, please. I, I Those do are the think people that made it. It's like every lottery ticket winner, everybody that won the lottery, being like, "Just put all your money into the lottery." Exactly. It worked. It I, worked I for think, me. I,
1: I do think that there's like a certain amount of. It's the same in like anything, right? Like it, things are not absolutes. Some things are, but not nearly as many things as people think. So yeah, I think our brain I tends agree. to want to. I, I was talking to to uh, one of my one of the Twitter followers earlier about like. Analysts and how like analysts tend to speak in absolutes when that's not the case because it's like as a shortcut to make things simpler for people to yeah. digest. Yes, yes. Human beings like our brain naturally wants to piece things into into dichotomy, right? Like they yes. want to they want exactly. to things yes they or make no, it easier. zero or one, black or white, whatever.
2: Yeah. Right? How do you pick up women? This is like the perfect example. Exactly. <laughs> it's different how do you? For every person.
1: Women? It's different for every yeah. person. Right? Exactly. There are certain things that are like generally accepted as universal things, but. It's different for every person. This is a case where what you're saying, John, is exactly the kind of case where it's like it's going to be different in every situation, right? I personally think don't let don't let people tell you that it's divided into one or the other. I do. Mm-hmm. Think you, I do think at some point, if you're going to do something along those lines, there's a little bit of a leap of faith aspect to it. But I don't think you have to do it all at once, all right away. I, I know people that have done that and it's worked out for them. I know way more people that have done that and it has worked did out for them.
2: That's that. the thing. Like, I did it. I'm a guy. Yeah. I moved to Chicago with zero dollars and I was making almost no money and I said I was going to play poker for a living and I did it and I was successful, but I don't think it was the, like, smart thing to do. I should have gotten a job at a gas station, played poker on the side, the same amount that I was, like, the same stakes that I was playing when I went all in on it, and after six months, I would have had a very safe, secure situation to quit and play poker and it would have been no risk to do the exact same thing that I took a huge risk to do and I I will say that I do think that your chances of being successful in your side thing go up if you're willing to make sacrifices in the main portion of your life right like if you're willing to say you know what I'm not gonna I'm gonna work at the gas station but I'm not gonna work 40 hours I'm gonna work 20 hours and I'm only gonna eat ramen noodles and I'm gonna devote that extra 20 hours to my musicianship that, mm-hmm. that will probably give you a significantly better chance of succeeding, but you're making a sacrifice for that. But that doesn't mean you should just do the the I'm going to live on my buddy's couch and not make any money and just bum off him while I try to become a musician thing. Right? I think, yeah, stabilize I, first. I think, like, in my opinion,
1: one thing like I, I, I this came to mind like when you first started talking about this, and it's it's a it's a, I forget where <laughs> I heard it. I don't know if it's a quote from somebody, but it's it's something that I that's resonated a lot with me, and it's that. Motivation is temporary, process is not. Yep. Like routine and process, mm-hmm. and like establishing a a methodology to something,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Or or like a, not necessarily a routine, but like establishing that kind of situation where it's like this is a process, this is a step, this is a step, there's a goal, etc. Is going to be way more effective for you than temporary motivation. If you get some temporary motivation, that's cool, but just accept it for what it is. Don't rely entirely on it because you're not just going to live your whole life motivated by everything you see,
0: right? Yes.
1: And- Some people are. I'm a very optimistic person. I tend to see glass half full on a lot of things, and I find motivation in little tiny things every day. But I also realize that I th- that can't be my everything, right? If it was, yeah. then whenever I'm in a bad mood that week, I'm not getting anything done. You know, I That's still right. have to get things done. There still has to be a process. I'm still putting these blog posts out every day. I'm still doing all this stuff. Like, yep. it doesn't matter what it is.
2: And I'm just, not saying don't make any sacrifices to live your dream. I'm saying figure out what's realistic for you. Exactly. A lot of times when they send that message, they say, like, just, like, just go all in on whatever the dream is right now.
0: Mm.
2: And that is where the I think it's bad advice. You need to figure out what your situation is. Like, 10 years ago when I got the opportunity to go all in on poker or 12 years ago or however long it was now, I did it. And part of the reason I did it was that I had very little, like, it was as risky as it could be, but it wasn't really that risky. I was, like, 17. I had no kids. I had no wife. The worst thing that was going to happen is I had to go back to my parents' house and be like, guys, I suck. I failed at what I was trying to do. Please let me come back for, like, a year or whatever. And it probably would have worked out just fine. If someone offered me the same thing right now, like, if someone came back to me and said, like, I'd like to give you a $100,000 bankroll to go play poker. I need you to quit your job. I'll stake you. You're going to go to the casino and play poker? I'd say no. I have a wife now. I have kids. The risk is too high for me now. Yeah. The same offer back then and now is not would not require the same amount of, of risk and things like that. So just know your situation. You can take some sacrifices to try to live the dream, but just know your situation and, and don't sacrifice everything for you know a pipe dream that may not have any chance of succeeding. I'd
1: say reach a little higher than what you think is safe but
2: don't reach for yeah, the stars. Yeah, uh, that's what I like. Just slightly yeah. higher than, than safe. Like, put, I, I, like,
1: push yourself, but don't fall off a cliff. You know what I'm saying? Like, And, mm. yeah, like you said, just be aware of things. Chris, did you have a pick of the week?
3: Yeah, I think my pick of the week is... Oh, my gosh, my thing is... I think I picked Cloud9 over Origin. Yeah, Cloud9's that's my pick of the week. against Origin? Yep.
1: And how about a sign-off from you, sir?
3: Oh, are we going to, you know... Pour one out for dear old Cal. Or are you going to do that uh, for me? Uh,
1: universal <laughs> sign-off from everybody. Universal sign-off from everybody. Wear the proper footwear and take care of yourselves.
3: <laughs> Don't think how, however brave or young you are, Cal. You're not young anymore. Well, he's, he's younger <laughs> than all of us. But we'll yes, old status. no shoe basketball has never been a smart decision to in life. To be he and... was not
1: playing with those shoes. He was just wearing <laughs> not basketball shoes.
3: I thought he was wearing no shoes. But either way, clarify. Either way if he was play, playing with dress shoes, that's even worse. <laughs> uh, in any case, we can wrap this all up. It's it's the theme of wisdom. And John, you brought a lot of wisdom. Things we have to look in, not black and white. There's a lot of degrees in between. And with that, I would say um, be smart about it. Get, uh, get a role model. Learn and listen. Listen and speak less. I think that'll be a great uh, asset for you in life.
2: I, I totally unif- agree with that. Universal to all
1: aspects of your life is is balance and not an understanding that not everything is yes or no or zero or one. Whether yeah. it's politics, whether it's TV shows, whether it's music, whether it's League of Legends, whether it's you know your oh. result from winning a game, whether it's your build on misfortune, whether it's yeah, stop just you being bought. like
2: how do I climb to Challenger. And expecting yeah. someone to just be like, oh, you just play Shaco and you just get to Challenger automatically. Like, that's a good, like it's just an example of, like, things are not just black and white. You don't just automatically get to Challenger because you start playing Shaco. Like, oh there's a lot goodness. of nuance to things. Mm-hmm. You know what the actual truth is, too? Bell Curve is a very real and very relevant thing. Oh, yes. yes. The fact of the matter
1: is, more things fall somewhere in the middle than people ever want to give credit for. Because it's too easy for us to compartmentalize everything into one thing or the other. And I think totally. that's, like, the big overarching universal thing, I think, for, for all of this tonight, so... agree. We ended up talking about Riff Rivals a lot longer than I thought we would. Um, I will get a Calvin's Pick of the Week onto the sheet if he has one, but uh, he is currently zonked out <laughs> from uh, whatever he had done at the doctor, <laughs> so I'm sure he'll be back with us next week. Uh, I think we, we, we'll we have uh, the Asian Riff Rivals next week, yeah. I believe, right? I think, so, I think. think yeah. We'll probably try to get a show out to you Wednesday next week again. But we'll see. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else from you guys? Right. Nope,
3: nope, I'm good to go.
2: Have All fun,
3: right, guys. everyone. Thank
1: you. That was episode 18 of the Gold Card Podcast. Thank you. Good luck this week. Joy Rift Rivals. You, everybody. Next are fun. Good night. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is "Clouds" by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is "Wasp in a Hat" by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.